Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash radio, and you can get access to over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. All right, everybody. I I want you guys to let's let's travel back in time, and we're gonna play a little game. It's a fun game, believe me. Uh, also, not a video game, um, believe it or not. So it'll be fun. Uh, very, it'll be very meta. Uh, I want you guys to go ahead and think back to your childhood, uh, specifically to <laughs> sorry, not great. Your your Super NES. Or, or your your Sega Genesis, mm-hmm. and I want you guys to get your your metaphorical bingo cards out and tell me, uh, for for every fucking occurrence that you saw one of these machines bear this fucking trait or or this um, quality, uh, I want to get I want you to give yourself five dollars. So for for every Super Nintendo. Or Sega Genesis that you saw somebody fucking knife a Stussy into? A what? How much money do you guys... Wait, a what? Uh, a Stussy. What the fuck is a Stussy? Yeah, translate please. Bro, the S, that stupid weird S that everybody drew back when they were kids. Oh, is that what that, oh. that has a thing name? was called? Huh. You guys didn't know that in name? Like the oh, like like, name. like like the slip not looking kind of symbol thing? <laughs> <laughs> that thing that we're talking about? Uh-huh. Yeah, dude. So what? What a is it? Like, huh. Yeah, yeah, the super Stussy. I don't like. Oh this. man, that's weird. I don't like having names to these things. They need to be just like mysteries. Forever. Wait, so what did you guys call it? Like we didn't anytime call it, you we guys, just, we just called yes, it a link. Like, you just, you yeah. just drew it. You're like, man, yeah. I, can, I can do like ten <laughs> lines, and here's an S. Look what I can do. Yeah, and it's infinite. It goes. Wait, on so forever. hold on. You guys all drew it. Cause yeah. everybody's done it. Oh, yeah, everybody's sure, sure. drawn sure. like drawn this thing. Oh, yeah. But you, none of you knew what the name of it was. Nah. I didn't know it needed to have a name. I, like, like, who has the trademark for this thing? Right? Can we get on this? Can we trademark this thing now? Oh, dude, this is super gonna be a uh, this is gonna be a show notes link right here. And, All and right. If you, find, so, if you find articles that designate this to have a name, an actual name, I would be surprised. Like, I'd be very interested yeah. to see, like the history of that word and the shape. Dude, I feel like there's like, well, it was a pre-internet meme. <laughs> I want to say, yeah, there's probably like a know your meme entry for this thing. It's just like no one knows what it's called, though. I thought you were saying Stussy, like the skateboarding company or something. At one point, isn't that isn't that a company like S T U S S Y? Yeah, that's how it's spelled. All right, so stu- I don't know. We've always called it the Stussy. Stussy. I've been saying Stussy. Stu- yeah, man. man. Okay, it was. Uh, <laughs> It was a clothing line that also like was uh, associated with skateboards. But yeah, dude, that that's what it was. That's the shit that when, when you dude, when you went to history class and your fucking like your entry level like substitute teacher made you fucking wrap your textbooks in like some grocery bag oh, yeah. ass paper mm-hmm. shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's all you drew on it. Yeah, yeah. We're just the the sweet. Okay, so all right, can, all right. Can, can, can we get real for a second? <laughs> if we're gonna talk about school for one second, I gotta ask. Trapper Keeper or Five Star? Oh, dude, Trapper Keeper. Obviously Five Star. Come on. Five Star, man. You zip it up. Yes. And it's I mean, dude, okay. Oh, yeah. You know what? I had a choice between fucking 
Five star or British Knights? Ooh. What do you think I went with? Both? You chose poorly. Yeah. Get those BKs, okay. man. Let's go. But, like, hey, dude, ain't, ain't nobody wanting to fucking, like, sweet, win some sweet five star. I mean, we knew that's where the money was at. Sure, sure. When, when we watched symbol. our programming, I mean, yeah. yeah Stat symbol, but, yeah, five star. But when it came to those sweet light up kicks, like, you you had to go with the. I don't even know if British Knight is around anymore. Hold on, whoa, 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 whoa! That that was the. You say the flashing shoes? That was L.A. Gear, wasn't it? Right, L.A. Gear started, but British Knights also had some light ups. <laughs> right. L.A. LA Gear started it. British Knights finished it. That's right. <laughs> Straight up finished it. It's over. Game over. Remember the pump? Oh, Remember that? Sure. But they also had like I think it's still a which thing. Also dude. had the pump. Yeah. Okay, so. Back to our bingo cards. Yeah, okay. What? The pump. All right. It's funny because I can't really go off the Super NES nostalgia very much because I didn't even own a Super Nintendo until George got me one. <laughs> I've owned it for, oh, what, shit. a couple of years now, maybe? A few years I've actually I owned totally a Super Nintendo. Shameful. Damn, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, man, I got some um, good games with it, too, like some Donkey Kong Country Returns. Um, I think he had, like, uh, World Heroes was in there. Oh, well, okay, I, I, I should have said some good games. Couple One of these days, you don't, have, you, don't have that, you don't have that sweet hidden gem home improvement. <laughs> that much you don't. <laughs> oh, fuck, I oh, forgot no. that was a thing. God damn it. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> because of the regressive left, of course, Jeez. keeping it keeping it down. Um, God, what what else would you find on an old console? Oh, dude, okay. If you found any of the following sweet vending machine stickers, an eight ball, a football team of your choice, mm-hmm. or the sweet poison skull, the same that you would find on assorted pogs, how much money do we currently have now? Zero. And again, okay, so additional rules. Additional rules. Exactly zero dollars. You, yes. you do not, okay, you have to befriend. You have to be either friends with the people who you would see this in their fucking home, or... Or I will allow uh, vintage, like, people selling their memories at swap meets or flea markets, and this is how you're finding these systems. Huh. Secondhand memories? Yeah, secondhand <laughs> memories. Gotcha. So that, that, is, that is a stipulation that, that has just been tossed on the table as of now. Uh, Still I knew at somebody, $0. Yeah, I knew somebody that owned all the NFL helmets with the stickers of their team logo uh, that you got from the little, like, I don't know what you call them here in America, but, like, the... Like the capsule toy machines? Yeah, capsule toy machines. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, like he had all those. Does that count for Yeah, anything? that totally counts. All right, so so all the dollars for that. All um, the dollars, but, can, did, can, but can, dude, okay. Can, but, can I ask you, gaming connoisseurs, something? Because I know the esteemed group that we have here today will know this answer. What <laughs> Esteemed, he says. <laughs> what was that yellow tab on the Genesis cards? Oh, that was just like an EA That was the EA choice. logo. Yeah. What happened if you took yeah. it off? Did you get in trouble? Absolutely nothing. Oh, did you voided your <laughs> is it warranty? Like, is it like ripping the tag right down your door? Yeah. <laughs> mm, I did that all the time, and I'm now Man, I'm worried. It's coming back. I, I remember me. once we we had rented this Genesis game, and it, it was like I was over at a friend's place, and like that was the one thing that I noticed about the cartridge is that it had the the yellow tab, and I don't even know what the game was called, right? Or it was some sort of space shooter or something like that. I have no idea, mm-hmm. but. Here's the oh it might have been Wing Commander, but here's the deal. Uh, it crashed the Genesis so hard that the light was still on even after we unplugged it. Ooh, it was That's ridiculous. Stupid. Yeah, 
Hmm. Now, man, my fond memories of that was fucking Jungle Strike. And it came in one of those gaudy-ass fucking Texas-size EA carts. And let me tell you, (laughs) dude, um, I think the only other time I've seen those carts be relevant is when somebody just got drunk at some retro game con and just started some fucking weird wizard staff-ass Tower of Doom with, like, a Genesis and then 4032Xs (laughs) and, like, 90 (laughs) 90 Sonic & Knuckles carts. Like Jesus. it was just their fucking like the like the nerdiest wizard staff you could ever behold. That's some shit. Um, well, anyway, I mean, I can't. I'll throw a freebie. Uh, the freebie space being yellow plastic, which um, don't you know? I I'll, I'll go on record. I'm pretty sure we still might see uh, a sign of that in the fucking SNES Classic. We don't know. It go. It it currently unconfirmed, but. Uh, we will wait and see with bated bra- uh, breath. Time will um, tell. I, I do like right? that people have photoshopped the classic with like the yellowed uh, top part of the system already. <laughs> yeah, but then yeah, and then and then it got me thinking. I'm like, dude, okay, if you're gonna go that far, you might as well go all out. Put the fucking Stussies and the shitty uh, well, betting machine they, stickers. They, they didn't know what it was called until now. They had to reach out to you. Now we know what it is. Now we can get that going for the second phase. Exactly. Oh, but dude, what yeah. about those sweet no fear stickers that you would steal mm. from like some dumb jumpers at JC Penney's when you were a fucking kid? <laughs> um, you you live a different childhood than most, I think. Right? Yeah. I I think so. <laughs> but hey, good for God, you, man. I just California. Ideally, it's a whole other place. ideally, I would like to think that everybody's childhood kind of played out like the Lost Act to Brink, but I don't know. That's just me. <laughs> Brink or Mallrats. But um, Brink like the anyway. like the the Bethesda game like the, no do Brink like the fucking <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say Disney, like the inline are, are skating we... movie yeah yeah the Disney Channel movie the only Brink in my opinion uh, that's the okay. only I Brink mean, they should have made a game about that movie it would have been way better than the other Brink I'm sitting you've here. never watched Brink can't say I have sir no nah, me neither I haven't I haven't even heard of it. Nick's gonna tell me you haven't moment. watched Halloween Town uh, no Halloween Town does sound familiar God. Yeah, it does sound oh, familiar. Dude. Yeah, Halloween Town is a fucking that is a staple. That is a cable classic, sir. I'll have you know. <laughs> um, so much so that it spawned two more sequels that nobody could fucking like care to remember. Um, I don't, dude. I don't even remember who was famous. Um, that was a man. Part, fuck part this. Of... This isn't important. <laughs> <Yeah>. Anyway, <laughs> this is. We'll leave that for the Halloween episode that we do. Right. Sure. So. Latest episode of Press Pause Radio. We are late to the party, uh, but we have some words, and believe me, lots of words to uh, fucking discuss about E3 2017, along with a bunch of other like news and happenings that we want to catch up on, and uh, just some plans of sorts. But anyway, this is Press Pause Radio episode 104. We're going to cue the theme music now.
oh man, I thought you were playing music there for a second. I thought there was a drum. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, he's taking it live. Uh dude. He's taking it live in the sky. Uh, dude, who is that Simpsons character, by the way? Uh, Millhouse. Millhouse? No. Nailed it. Never mind. Mar- no. Who? The weather guy. Oh, dude. Dude in a helicopter. It's not the one that was voiced Somebody... by Phil Hartman, was it? That's exactly, yeah. Are you sure? That's who... Okay, because Phil Hartman One of did... the many, yeah. He did a no, lot Phil... before he passed. Phil Hartman did Troy McClure. Okay. But, like, I think it's Artie in the, Artie in the sky. Hmm? Artie with the eye. Fuck. I don't know. Sounds right. We'll Maybe. I, it could be. So we have a, a fairly full table uh, among us today. Um, yours truly, Georgia Boy Zax. We also uh, have to, uh, you know, I usually point to my left or right, but we're just going to go uh, to my northeast and southwest peripherals. Like, you guys are just fucking, like, I don't know. One of you is going to say checkmate, so we'll just go with that. Mm-hmm. Um, Andrew, how are you doing, buddy? I am well. How are you, sir? Um, well, it's getting to that point in the weather to where, uh, it's traffic tan season. Um, traffic tan. Okay. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, like you're, one like, arm like, hanging like, up arm, the, uh... arm out the window. Got you. There's okay. a farmer's tan in my neck of the woods, but. Yeah, that sounds about right for us. That's a Midwest thing, possibly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, see, like, farmer tan kind of evens you out. So, like, I'm stuck with, like, my, like, one arm. So I've got, like, this fucking, like, this Michael Jackson motif. So... That's the uh, that's the track uh, traffic tan. Yeah, my my um, mine in the vehicle worst. would be. Uh, I forgot to put the baby's car seat on the side that had the thing that blocked the sun. Now half of her ha- face is sunburned. Oh, Whoops. No. Oh. oh well. Wait, is this an actual thing? I mean, you oh have to get God. things for like the windows if there's like sun coming in on your baby's no, no, face. No, no, no. I mean, this is an actual like this is a faux pas that you made as a parent. Well, I don't think they've gotten sunburned to the point where it's an issue, but I've definitely had times where. There's supposed to be like a visor on their window to cover the sun or block the sun, and I, I don't put it in the right spot. You also have to put very specific mirrors in very specific areas so you can see the baby but not be looking behind yourself looking at the baby. Yeah, speaking of which, I don't know if I failed anatomy class or whatever, but like, okay, so one of my best friends just recently, uh, uh, him and his wife, I they saw, just yeah, gave Chris birth did. after yeah. nine months. Yeah. Yeah, it was nice. So, um, so we're talking to him about the experience of like fucking you know bringing life into the world or whatnot and as we're doing this dude she's got like this weird like fucking jolly rancher hard rock candy thing coming out of where her umbilical cord would be uh or like the seashell ass thing and i didn't realize i thought that all of that would like there was a a a scientific process that was achieved through like years of advancing medical science that would just cut the umbilical cord and just do a nice clean cut and i had no idea that they would fucking bring no. something home yeah like they, like they that. put like that's so weird like the thing you put on your bag of potato chips to keep it fresh they basically clip it <laughs> on the umbilical cord and then it just kind of dies and falls off yeah it's so weird like she's got like this there's this like she she's such a beautiful like and you know you kind of lie to everyone you you choose and love because like let's be honest all right i'll be that guy fuck it i don't care there are some ugly babies out sure. there i mean they grow into I'm gonna. Your baby was pretty. Your baby just reminded me of you. It seriously looked fucking like you. Like if somebody did a Snapchat face swap, like mm-hmm. I couldn't tell the difference. Your baby looks so much like you. <laughs> they they look um, they look like anime characters when they're first born though. Like they have huge eyes and like small faces, but then they kind of even out and eventually the eyes get smaller and the faces get bigger. So it kind of works out eventually. But now when they're first well, born, well, I, it, actually actually eyes stay the same size throughout your whole life. Believe it or not. Wow, mm-hmm. Canada. You guys just 
Yeah. That, that's how things work. You guys just come out, you're like, hey, what's up? Now, now noses and ears, on the other hand, that's another story. But mm. eyeballs, same size, believe it or not. Huh. No, yeah, my baby had huge, gigantic eyes. Like, every time you talked to the baby, you thought that something was behind you and it freaked you out. You're like, what? Oh, okay, you're, that's, that's, that's just the way you look. You're just a baby. All right, cool. Yeah, but it was just so weird because this this baby just looks so normal and just so, like, I, I'm a baby. I'm chill. I don't know what I am yet, and I have yet to find out, like, what sort of existential dread I have to look hmm. forward to in the next so-and-so-odd years of my life. You just keep on whispering um, into their ears like, when they're sleeping at night. Yeah, yeah exactly. And then do. you just fucking you change this baby. And then they've got, like, some David Cronenberg-ass thing just, like, coming out of its belly, and I, I didn't even know how to rationalize it. It was weird. Mm-hmm. I just so... So this was the thing you guys knew the whole time. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, well, I, I did. Well, yeah, okay, not, you guys are parents. Yeah, not the first time around, but obviously, yeah, after you've gone through it. For, okay, good. First time, you're like, oh, this is going to happen. And then they... Have you heard what a bumbo is? Jesus Christ, no, See, but this the is name... News are, yeah, a, bum, a bumbo is this, like, seat contraption that you set the baby in, so that way the baby... We'll start kind of making sure it keeps its back straight and not slouching and falling over because its big head is weighing it down every time you try to set it upright. And it's like this like weird little bucket seat that you put it in so it'll sit upright. But also it kind of traps their little like chubby baby legs so they can't like get out of it. It's it's a weird like if you're going to see your point, they put you in the mantis and you're just kind so of stuck So it's like a it. miniature prison. I mean, it kind of is, but it, it's soft and it doesn't hurt the baby. If the baby decides mm. to like start flailing around and like flip it over, it's. But yeah. if it was also part toilet, then I think it would be. It, it, uh, I, they 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 become because then that would that would it, that would imply that the baby would never leave. I mean, everywhere a baby sits becomes a toilet. <laughs> that's that that's just how babies work. That's <laughs> you're not wrong. Andrew Hanshu, 2017. <laughs> um, but yeah. Anyway, uh, Sarah, let's let's go ahead and let's QA let, let's. Let's scoot some baby talk over there for a bit, and let's ask you, how are you doing? You're the only baby that I know. Well, I mean... Uh, that I've come to know. Uh, Canada's well, firstborn. My, my baby is 16 years old now, which is kind of ridiculous, but yeah. That's oh, fucking man. crazy. Wasn't she 11 last year? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, what? Yeah. Yeah. That's, man. yeah. Do you do you start driving so, at 16? Um, uh, oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a thing. So that's uh, a good actually, thing, Actually, yeah. in... In Quebec, uh, you can drink at 18. There you go. Hmm. Oh, wait. Okay, That's so true. Why That's true, because we used to go up to Windsor all the time and do that. Yeah. That's yeah. not 19 in Windsor, though. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, but but in, in Quebec, 18, man. It's, it's crazy. Right. Cool. Yeah. I wasn't there for that. Oh. I, I ended up moving here, so I had to wait that extra year, but oh, well, you know. Yeah. Time while spending some and, UFO. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know what a Canadian suntan would be. If I'm 100% honest, um, I want to say we're just kind of white all year round except for August. Yeah, August that, that, that secret kind of that secret kind of came out of the bag after like Scott Pilgrim became a thing. That's when we found out. Mm. I, I don't know. I, uh, I want to track that they back do in not the Canadian represent timeline. Me. <laughs> 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 don't let me in with them. Um, and then to round out the cast, we have Alyssa, who... Uh, hasn't had the opportunity to make it on the show as often as we like, but we're glad she's here. She's uh, funny enough. I think the last show you were on was the last year's E3. Probably that sounds about right. Yeah. So where where's her position at this table, this metaphorical table that you've set up? Is she kind of like? Oh, it's in it's in the shape of a Stussy. See, like I'm, <laughs> I'm in the middle. She's on she's on the on the, on the the it's one a sharp line. table. Yeah, very sharp and full yeah, full it, of lines and crevices. 
think since the last time... Yeah, but time, if you were to see this thing overhead, it's pretty rad. Since the last time uh, I was on here, I moved a time zone over, so it is, like, way later than I'm usually up right now, but... I'm here that's, for you guys. So you, you you know how to record this podcast now because that's what happens. I think Sarah is so tired. Uh, well, I'm yeah. three hours behind George, or three hours ahead yeah. of George. Sarah, you're two. No, four hours. Four hours. Yeah, yeah I'm three. Yeah. He's four. I think I'm so. three then. I, okay. I went from Central to Eastern now. So yeah, yeah, that's yeah. where I'm at. Eastern time zone uh, for me. I'm I'm, and, I'm Atlantic time. <laughs> And, and George, George and George's out there getting ready to put in like his you know dinner reservations, watching the sunset and... over there or some shit. <laughs> Fuck, the sun's still up. We're, yeah, no, so, we're all in our sleeping bags right now. <laughs> yeah, it's well, I don't know. It's gotten gross because, like I said, it, it's getting into like 105, 110 Ooh. territory, which like now I have to play the I'm fine game. I don't know. I'm in my element. I you love know what? The heat. I heard something recently that kind of blew my mind. Allegedly. In Iran, mm. it was like seventy-five degrees Celsius. Uh, like that's scalding fucking water temperature. I was gonna say I need my converter real quick. <laughs> like Google it. It works yeah. out of it's, it's. Let's see here. Thirty-two, thirty-two degrees is um, freezing. That sounds like a hundred. That's a uh, hundred and sixty degrees. Jesus. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. No. That's that's where you die. You just yeah. melt yeah. at yeah, that yeah. point. Yeah. And then. And that wasn't without the hum- with the humidex. Allegedly, it felt like boiling temperature. Mm-mm. Not mm. good. Mm. No, I think I think we're all good there. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. uh, speaking of, mm, I don't know, <laughs> mild temperament. Uh, we we have some video game news to talk about, and we're we're not exactly on the heels of uh, E3 yeah. we're still yeah it's it's been it's been quite a busy uh, a busy shakeup for everyone over at PPR but nonetheless we are here to discuss and and essentially hammer down our our fucking our views ex- opinions and expressions uh, of the event and i you know we'll get to that when we do talk about it but um i'm actually glad i didn't go this year i'm kind of glad I don't, but at the same time, that I don't know, that makes me kind of dread for the future when we do go. So uh, let, let's kind of, I don't know if it'll come up in our conversations about the show itself, because I feel like the show is going to be more geared towards what was revealed, what was shown. How do you feel about the public uh, being a part of it now? I, I hate it. See, oh, I hate see, it. I, I don't. I feel like... It's like when we've gone to PAX. Like anytime we've gone to PAX as media, I really appreciate the fact that you just couldn't be like, "I'm media. Here's my pass," and go to the front of the line. Like you were kind of the the outlier. Like you were the one that like, "Hey, the public's here. They're wanting to play this stuff. You're the one that has to wait." Or you can't just say, "Hey, I'm media," or "Hey, I'm here to cover this," unless you had an appointment, right. which. That you know, and I, I always respected that, and I feel like E three should be no different. Now that being said, I think that E three has always been initially a vendor show. I think the mm-hmm. moment it started becoming this media outlet to like have the big game reveals and the trailers and the press conferences, it went away from this being just strictly a vendor show. Um, so I feel once they did that, once it went from being a vendor show to like this is where all the stuff is announced and all the big reveals happen, it had to be open to the public. I feel like there's no 
reason not to have them be involved. I think they probably handled it not as well as they should have having both. I think that's my biggest well, complaint. Because they, have, because... because they have press, vendors, and public now, and it's just, it doesn't work for all three outlets. Like, there has to be some kind of a separation there. Separate but uh, equal. Group. Like what Gamescom no, wait, does, where I... they have, like, a press day or something like that. They should yeah. kind of work that in so you have, like, your equal, like, yeah, your equal separate but equal groups but, to visit. But I also, but also didn't want to say that because that sounds super bad. Let me rephrase yeah, well, that real quick. Mm. <laughs> Uh, I, I would think, hmm. I mean, okay, there, there's got to be a degree of segregation just because of intent there. I, th- every time we say um, this because like, stuff, okay. it makes me feel like I'm going to get in trouble by somebody online. Nah, okay. dude, I think we're good. Sweet, I hope so. Um, <laughs> you say that now. You say Damn, that dude, now. you're sweating bullets, dog. We're, we're okay. <laughs> right. We're in a... We're, it's 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 definitely a hard knocks life culture, but like we're I think we're on the we're on the right side of history. Anyway, cool. um, I personally, when it comes to that that comparison with PAX, I see PAX is not for media. PAX is for the attendees. It's for the community. Everyone that's there, I mean, they essentially it's kind of making the best of the circumstances. I mean, since there are going to be reveals there, if they have a working relationship with not only publishers but media to uh, kind of do that for the people who can't be there. That's totally fine. And I will totally like, dude, I will know my role. I mean, I, there are times where like, I am frustrated that appointments are harder to keep, but at the same time, like people paid to be there. Like I respect it. E3 on the other hand, that's a trade show. That is a, that is a bit, that's always been a business event. And there with that, there's always been this unspoken etiquette, uh, in terms of, you know, how you, traverse the floor how you greet people how you do things and i feel like there's got to be some sort of acclimation uh period or transition of some kind to just sell fifteen thousand attendees and and again like e3 has always had kind of shitty security it like i i was very curious to see if esa kind of like stepped up their security game and was horrified to see that they've done literally nothing different and when when you're kind of like just shoulder to shoulder and ass to ass and like there are people that like are not only like disrespecting like just some fucking common courtesy rules and, and even just other uh just guidelines of conduct and they're affecting people who are there to work that's where i take issue now i mean it was eventual or, or i'm sorry eventual inevitable i mean i i absolutely agree with that and there this was something that was bound to happen. I just feel if it doesn't move to a bigger venue or if it isn't organized in a different way, mm-hmm. then it it's just going to get worse. If not, they may need... And, like, what's weird is that ESA stated that they actually had to, like, cut down... Like, they, they actually made their, uh, their press guidelines a bit stricter so they can accommodate that. But it seemed like everybody was fine to get in. I think they just really, really wanted that publicity. And, again, they made money. I think they, it was a very lucrative endeavor for everyone, but it did definitely raise a lot of concerns. And I don't even know how they're going to be able to uh, work it out because a lot of the areas of the show floor have been the, like, uh, aside from, like, the Atlanta location when E3 used to fucking be there, everything in L.A. on that in that convention, uh, like, building is, like, fucking there from, like, like years upon years, like there are, there are legacy holdings that have been grandfathered as far as those floor spots, like Sega, for example, which, you know, they haven't exactly been, uh, the, 
the most prestigious of publishers or or even entities uh, aside from their acquisition of Atlas and what they've done with there. Uh, I mean, they still have the same amount of floor space that they did when they were in hardware, right by Nintendo, and then like they have that locked the fuck in, and like with good reason. I mean, they're they're in like the main foyer of, of the exhibition floor. There'd be no reason for them to let that go. But the fact that they have that there, I, I just essentially the arrangement is as such to where I don't think it's uh, necessarily conscientious of, of that like large of an attendance uh, crowd to. You know, it, it kind of foregoes safety. Like, I, that's what everybody, like, if, if it wasn't even uncomfortable, it just looked like a lot of shit was unsafe. And that's what really tipped me off. Yeah. And it, and I, and it just made me happy I wasn't there. Um, but there, hopefully... It, there'll be a lot of growing pains, I think, when they try to transition to, you know, making this available. Like you said, for all different outlets, you know, um, at, there has to be that... Safety is a pri- primary concern for any kind of big event like that, especially, you know, unfortunately in the world that we live in, like any, anything that has a lot of exposure and a lot of media attention, you know, could be a potential target. So I feel like they have to address that. They just can't, you know, not worry about it until it's a problem. They they need to kind of tackle it head on and, and be proactive about it beforehand. Yeah, I just hope, like, whatever they took out of this whole thing, mm-hmm. I mean, nothing, like... I don't think there's anything crazy that happened. Just, just from a lot of, uh, uh, just from a lot of testimonies that I've I mean, like read online. Yeah. From, but we we we've had conventions where people get stabbed in the eye with pencils. Uh, you know. So I mean, it it, it just seems like <laughs> that kind of stuff can happen no matter what kind of, uh, you know. No matter what kind of like you know things you put in place beforehand, just yeah, you have to kind of be, you know, just figure it out and hope that everything goes okay. I just, I feel like there's a time and place. That's all I'm mm-hmm. saying. Like, I, you know, when people, like, I don't want E3 to be another thing that people can just cosplay and just go to. Cause, like, at its heart, it's still a trade show. Like, people are there. Like, there's a business of sorts going on. Dude. PAX, I totally want the fun to stay there yeah. and happen there. I actually hate that PAX is becoming like E3. I feel like it's fucking like church and state. Mm-hmm. Like, I kind of want to separate those environments away. But I don't know. Do things are changing? Like, Somebody put, like, somebody tried to have an attempt on Jason David Frank's life, and now, like, most conventions won't even let you fucking have, like, any any sort of bludgeoning objects. Mm-hmm. Um, Safe steel, man. Safe that steel. Effect. If you go to any cons, you gotta, yeah, gotta make sure you cover up anything that might be a sharp object or have it, like, yeah, you can't even bring it in. Um, so, yeah, yeah I don't it, know. Do, do you think we still need E3? Also, our game's art. Um, <laughs> <laughs> two, two, two hot topic questions right now. Um, but you see, you um, see, I've never been to E3. Uh, you've been to E3, uh, Alyssa. Have you been to E3 before? Once a couple of years ago. Okay, so so being being you know that you've been to these events compared to something like PAX, which I think we've all been to PAX and uh, several of you've been to like GDC and things like that. Like, is E3 still something that is needed, or should it be just a vendor show off limits, like not open to the public, no attention whatsoever, and just have it be that? Uh, see, dude, if we didn't have that, then we would just all we would have for news is like fucking a feed of forty-eight reaction videos. And, and, like, I think it would be nothing but like Nintendo directs for every company. And that's kind of yeah, what the shift which... is getting towards anyway, with like yeah. a Twitch streaming and everything. Uh, there was like a noticeable shift, at, especially in like Sony's press conference, where quote unquote press conference, where they just showed trailers back to back for an hour. 
Mm-hmm. But like, there's a noticeable shift, and like, there's not so much of the developer commentary and the hype, the hype machine. And they're just like, here are our things. Here's what's coming out this year, and they just present them st- directly to the audience instead of needing the media middleman there. It's this weird, like, cultural shift with like the weird internet bubble we're still in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I feel like you know, unfortunately, like it used to be, you go, you know, and watch something like this with a big fan reveal. Like they they announce something or show something, crowds going crazy, crowds like really hyped about it. But now that's genuine anymore. Like I don't know who's been paid off, who works for that company in those press events. Like none of it seems genuine anymore. The only reaction that you can really hope that's authentic is your own. And and yeah, you're right. Like how do you showcase that? Is it like someone streaming it and and live reactions, or, or are you just showing a bunch of videos and letting people watch it on their own? I, I just don't really know what what purpose it serves nowadays. Well, even then, too. I feel like there was, if there was one thing that was noticeable, I mean, just taken away from like all the uh, impressions and afterthoughts from the event, it, it I, I feel like less is almost more at this point, especially when you compare everything that, uh, that the, everyone was the most excited about. And while everybody like, was quick to fucking horn in that Nintendo won, I think Nintendo was just very, very focused and concise with what they had. I mean, they knew where they were at. They knew what they still had in line to show. And even, like, in the same notion, they knew that maybe they were a little bit bare bones to the point where, like, they offhandedly mentioned, like, oh, by the way, there is going to be a a main Pokemon RPG coming to the Switch. Like, that one sentence. Like, they they had literally no logo, nothing. And and, in Metroid Prime, all, all that had was a logo. Yeah. I mean... I think at some point, uh, what really needs to change about E3 is not the fact that it needs to end. It's just it it needs to cut down the blow. Like the fact that there's an extra fucking day to it now, and like it it's kind of gotten to the point where it's getting too big to where it's losing itself in the direction that it's really meant to be in. I just feel like it's essentially it is the uh, premier showcase of the year for anything that's upcoming and going it, it essentially sets the precedent like imagine if if fucking t if, if video games like and the culture industry and everything around it was a tv show e3 is supposed to be the season premiere like you know with fucking uh the holidays or whatnot going out into spring being the fucking finale because that's mm-hmm. where things start slowing down to some capacity or, you know, maybe it might not be the most eloquent analogy, but you get my drift. Well, and I feel like, I mean, what was it last year that what was like the Microsoft presser where the guy asked the crowd to like clap or something like that? What was yeah. that? Yeah. I think there was someone that actually asked for people to applaud. So that's, it's to take your analogy and sort of expand a bit. Now E3 is kind of like the season premiere and it gives you a prompt on your screen to applaud for it. <laughs> yeah. I, I think there's just a lot of bloat to it. And yeah, I mean, and bloat is never good. No, it, you know, honestly isn't. I love growth. I like expansion, but this is not, this is not the right way to do it. Oh yeah, like, girth is fantastic, but not that way. Yeah, I I just think I I don't know, maybe maybe they will take into consideration just like all of the uh, I mean because if, besides physically being there as far as like everything that was done, yeah, I think there were there there were a lot of landmark announcements and there is a lot of there's a lot of important reasons why E3 exists and it's a thing. Um I just think that 
there's probably better ways to go about it. But if there's one thing that's abundantly clear is it's definitely geared more like they, they want to get the public more and more involved. Like, I think that's why it started on fucking Sunday the way that it did. And, you know, Microsoft was able to lock in that Sunday conference. I mean, what, what, what for Saturday, as much Saturday I, was EA stuff, though, wasn't it? So technically didn't mm-hmm. it start like Saturday. Yeah. So like, it, it's just weird. Like, they they want to gear as much engagement as they can and with, you know, kind of the weird hours that it has for the general public just to fucking, like, maneuver it the way they did. Um, it, it definitely it, it definitely gives you an idea of where they, they plan on uh, emphasizing the future of E3. And, like, ESA, I think they came out and straight up said, like, oh, no, dude, public thing is totally, like, that wasn't an experiment. That is, mm-hmm. we're doing that now. That is going to be a thing going forward. Oh, did they? So... Yeah, Shit. I, I like yeah exactly. Like, <laughs> I don't know. We'll we'll have to see because like there I, I. I think that it's a, it's a their biggest problem was they invited the public to it and they didn't really change a lot about how the actual operations of the thing went. So like I've seen some interviews with people, like uh, public attendees who went to it and they didn't enjoy it because it was still structured like a press event but with longer lines and just people there who are expect like a pack sized event. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Well, right. And then there were people that like just saw straight up people walk in and like like security not even check them. Yeah. Like it it I mean cuz I these crowds like the, this number of crowds is never really like a thing like just seeing the fucking like like that's some pack shit. That's and like that's fine, but Pax has enforcers. They have like fucking hired personnel that like are specifically there to fulfill a role of security and and monitoring. The, the E3 just has some like dudes at a door that look like they fucking get paid minimum wage. People people may like, not all... have enjoyed it because of all the dabbing that was going on at E3. Oh god. I saw yeah, a lot I'm of gonna... dabbing. Jay Jay from Hey Poor Player was dabbing, so he's 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 a I part actually of the problem. I actually just learned what dabbing was within the last couple of days. Oh, you Oh, oh dude. sweet sweet man. <laughs> so, like, unfortunately, we so I get what you're saying. We were so close. Um, yeah. but I don't know. Hopefully, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a disaster, but it definitely kind of like the whole thing kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. And like, and and just like, because we have to like, we're we didn't go this year. Who's not to say we're we can go next year? I mean, we have like our own like reasons for not going. Even then, that's one thing too. I always debate like. How much coverage can we really get like done at these events? That's what we have to use to justify it. And I feel like more and more, like you can get probably the same amount done remotely. Like it's it's just it's such a weird fucking paradigm that like I I think may need to get flushed out a bit better. But I mean, we'll leave that to when we we get back around to the conference. We kind of I want to talk about the other big ass elephant in the room. This like sweet fucking like meaty pachyderm that's just like chilling and and just their tusks fucking bared and um I don't know I can't really come up with any more elephant puns or um jokes but anyway um the Super NES pla- uh, classic is a thing I got it one is... for you the Super NES classic will be scalped like elephants are poached
Yeah, it's pretty bad. There you go. That dude, like just the fact that there's already <laughs> get that sweet, sweet I, I ivory sw- out of your system. And... <laughs> I swear to God, I think people are on the verge of like fucking like auctioning off their notify me on fucking Amazon or something. It's 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 absolutely mind blowing. And actually, um, there there was a guy that uh, posted on eBay for two hundred and forty nine pounds, which translates to roughly three hundred and fifty bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, a guaranteed pre order for a Super NES Mini because they've instantly sold out in the UK. Yeah, they're on sale. And, when that happened? I mean, on, that's, on, okay, that's, so the like, UK I have, and I Amazon. Have, okay, I have exactly zero faith that Nintendo learned anything from the oh, NES yeah. Classic debacle. We're going to see well, exactly the same shit as last year. And it hasn't well, been a so year. It's, no, it hasn't it's been, been a year since they announced it. It was about the same time last year they announced the NES Classic. Well, but yeah, here's the thing, though. Like, everybody's prepared now. Like, everybody's, like, fucking clenched for it. Like, and... Well, actually, hold on. Didn't they, mind, announce, didn't they announce it in August last year? I thought. What, the Super NES Classic? Yeah, or I, I, had just, Classic? I had just gotten back from my parents' place from vacation, and I... And I sort of walked into that. So. I feel like the NES Classic was rumored around this time last year, and then it was confirmed. It released earlier in, in the year than this one is, than the SNES is. But I could get my timeline yeah. swapped. I don't remember. Um, but I think the thing is, though, is and, and Nintendo immediately like playing the damage control. Like they immediately like came out to the forefront and and, and essentially in the most vague and in, in the most vague public relation, uh, fucking that they could provide essentially gave a very uh, ambiguous promise to uh, essentially secure uh, higher allocation of uh, and essentially increase manufacturing uh, for uh, essentially a bigger stock of yeah. machines. But, like, no no concrete numbers. And uh, as of now, Amazon in the UK is the only outlet that has actually opened up pre-orders for the European version, the PAL version. And, yeah, that fucking – that just – got dusted yeah so the so. the nes classic sold 2.3 million units being sold out constantly over the span of five months and nintendo's exact like words they used they said that it would sell or they were manufacturing significantly more didn't say like how many that's going to be didn't say how, what their like rollout plan or anything beyond that is so like in theory there should be significant whatever significantly more than 2.3 million is but i don't i have no faith that i'm getting one uh, that's I, a bummer. Don't you hate that? You're like, well, this is probably a lost cause, but yeah, yeah. I broke the rules and grabbed an Amazon UK pre-order. Even they said it wouldn't ship to the US, but they let me put a US shipping address in there. So we'll see if that goes through. But if not, we're all going to the UK. Yeah, road trip. Yeah, plane trip. No, gonna... I, th- I think you could drive a car to the UK. I'm Let's pretty sure it, yeah. that's how that works. <laughs> yeah, it'll be fine. No, you just, dude, you just, you just like Twin Peaks it. You just fucking take this fairy tale. I, I don't understand that then, reference because like, I haven't finished Twin Peaks. And I'm like halfway through the second season, so like. Yeah, come on yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Come on yeah. now. Spoilers well, for that I'm 20 year old show. I, I understand the statute of limitation is probably up on the original series, but still. Okay, just imagine Alan Wake, but with a fucking boat. Okay. Well, then his wife wouldn't. Have, oh, never mind. That's a spoiler. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> not, not, just not, uh, nautical, nautical stuff like Assassin's Creed. Just. Just double checking the timeline here. It was announced on the fourteenth of July and released on the tenth yes. of November. Oh uh, yeah, I do remember released. November tenth. Yeah. God damn! Um, it was sold out on the tenth of November. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it disappeared on the tenth of November. Three, um, three people got it on the tenth of November. Oh, dude! 
I, and you know, nah. there's already rumors too. And again, there's there's not a lot of weight to them, but there's rumors that they might only be selling through them through the end of 2017. And like the one thing I think Nintendo, if anything, I feel like it's the most sinister is that they've created, they've made this a such such a bigger commodity because while the NES has nostalgia, the fucking Super NES Classic has a unreleased fucking game that is coming out officially and only ever uh in in this one specific format which i mean i mean we, okay so sarah and i i think i i love star fox too i do and i i have it i have it on a reproduction cart and and sarah i'm gonna have to rely on your expertise and and like knowledge of the game if i may screw up but i feel like the game came out like it was leaked by one of the internal developers, like at some point in like early two thousands, and it was like ninety percent finished, and then literally like the fucking emulation I, community. I think just finished it. The only thing that was missing from the the software was a title screen. Yeah, I heard it was like hundred percent done. They just never released it because they didn't want it to offset the uh, the response of the the N64. launch of the sixty four. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I heard yeah. it was completely done. But yeah, I then, can believe that. I, I've because... heard that people have ROMs that they've gotten of like the alpha of it. I've heard that you know some of the things that are floating around aren't necessarily the finished product. But I don't know which version is which. I think one of the developers said that whatever was leaked was like an eighty percent build or something like that, and that the finished game is completely different. But I don't know how much like PR speak is actually in that, and how much of it is mm-hmm. genuine. So. Yeah, because from what, because dude, all those dudes were super bummed that that shit happened, and then one of them just got disgruntled enough to just like fucking one night, just straight like Mark Zuckerberg fucking leaked that into the emulation community, and then everybody just nabbed onto it. And I mean, was uh, I, was it still being developed by Argonaut at that time? I think it might have been. Yes. Yeah. Yes. In fact, and yeah, that's been like the big thing is that they're having this very uh late post-mortem celebratory fucking dinner at the news because apparently like nintendo kept it so hush hush that they didn't even realize and like nintendo it, it's weird too because i at, as of this time i don't know you know who has the the archive like i i want to hope that nintendo did actually retain it they're they're usually pretty good about holding on to their fucking their their digital properties and and works uh for this very occasion um where they can do something like this um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of curious to see how that peters out. Cause I really want to see like what the Nintendo polish, it's going to be like the fact that there's already a fucking different stylized two something so mundane is a different stylized two. the fact that they've got like mock super Famicom box art that I'm still fucking losing my mind, like artwork that we've never seen. Like, dude, every, everything that we've ever seen, even associated with that, and then the reproduction or emulation scene has literally just been like like all fan work like just fucking like everything that 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 could have been done assumedly within the vein or otherwise within the spirit of Star Fox and now we have fucking Nintendo at the helm doing it so um i think it's weird that they they stepped down the the number of games uh, but like at the same time i feel like Nintendo is also very aware of the 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 retro economy or otherwise the the value uh, of certain games and i don't know like I, I find it weird that it's 21 games versus 30 games but i think they also offset that with the inclusion of a second controller mm-hmm. so um, that, that did thing... someone mention that star fox 2 did you guys know how you get access to that game on that 
platform. You have to beat the first level of Star Fox. It's fucked up. And apparently it's unlocked. Up. Nothing to it. I mean, but still, it's just like, I don't know. Just seems... It's the easiest task in the history of man. Sarah, well, have you, you seen know me funny play video games? <laughs> do you do know me? So all um, I know is that at one point I had a perfect 100% score on Star Fox, and I did it live on stream once. Hmm. Yeah, I think we we did we did once um a back to back Star Fox weekend on yeah. Twitch for Press Pause Radio. We did like a special limelight on it. But what I find interesting is uh, unlike like when when the NES was first being uh, teased, they went into the technical specifications and the output and did comparisons. They were able to do that. Um, I saw all of that absent from the Super NES Classic, so I found that like strange. And I think. Like, I don't know if you call me the cynical paranoid dude, but uh, that's what Nintendo offset a lot. Like, that that's what they uh, kind of cast a lot of the blame towards, was just, like, the uh, particular fucking materials and, and circuitry requirements to achieve what they did with the NES was a big reason as to why uh, units were so scarce. Here, we see nothing touted about the technical specifications of the Super NES Classic, yet Nintendo is promising a uh, much bigger allocation. I, I'm kind of getting the vibe that they're not going to go the full mile that they did with the pixel-perfect resolution of uh, the NES Classic, but I don't know. I could be very paranoid there. Well, However, what um, I really want to know is how the Super FX running, uh, like, driven games are going to run on the the uh, SNES Classic because yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because they've got three. They've if got Yoshi's Island and the Star Fox games. Yeah. If you've ever played Star Fox on an emulator uh, at any given time, like shit runs smooth, like super smooth. It's kind of scary how smooth it runs. I wonder if it'll have a boost in performance on this unit. Uh, I mean, I'd imagine so. The. The tech isn't exactly hard to find it, I would assume, but... Oh, yeah, I mean, I uh, I'm talking emulation on a machine from, like, 2001. So, it's it's not hard to to imagine that, like, the, the power within this system could probably at least match an old Pentium 3 computer, right? Well, I mean, and yeah, and that's totally reasonable. I... I don't know. I kind of go in here with bated breath because, like, they, they make these pompous, like... Uh, commitments and then like there's yet a single retailer given any sort of allocation count ahead of time I mean maybe for all we know they have been and they're just like Nintendo's got like this fucking super tight-lipped embargo mm, but maybe I don't yeah I mean again it's all you know on the opposite spectrum of cynical thinking that's some like hardcore wishful thinking well all I know is that I, I don't have a lot of confidence and like this is coming from a dude who dragged his wonderful patient girlfriend with him to wait 13 hours in front of a fucking Best Buy and nearly die to get an NES Classic. All I know is that I am investing in a single-person tent. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, (laughs) I I will set up camp the night before. It's interesting because I can probably talk about this now that I don't work in the retail space, but being at a GameStop during that whole fiasco when people were trying to get Classics... I cannot tell you how many propositions that we got at that store for people that really, really, really wanted a classic. Like, it was a thing. Wait, define propositions in the store uh, that shall not be as named. A man, Heavy as, air quotes. As, as, as a, like the eyebrow wiggle. As a happily married yeah. man, I cannot disclose. <laughs> wow. Because she's right there next I, to me and she's listening. 
Well, there it is. And the truth comes out. Um, <laughs> but it was very, but yeah, very super dude, awkward. I got super red in the face. And I kind of gave that, up a little oh, bit. Dude, and I went tee that, That's. I mean, that whole situation, though, is kind of what killed that for you, though, wasn't it? Like, Well, yeah, being on the, the other side of it, you're just like, oh, this is terrible. Like, you almost like... Yeah, you like purposely want to not get one because of just seeing how the other side of that whole equation was like, yeah, out the, to be. the vitriol mm-hmm. of of the like, coming from the people that ju- like, that just wanted this little piece of plastic. I don't make like, these. On, man. I don't. Yeah, I, I'm I'm just a guy. Like I don't. Yeah, I can't dictate how many of these we get or when they're coming. Like I try to be as fair as possible, but at some point with the demand, you couldn't be fair. You just said, "Well, it's first come, first serve, and that's it." Like, yeah, I, I, can, I mean, yeah, you can't do reserves. You can't do holds. You just got to be. You, you got to think like people are like, well, isn't there a list? And it, like if you took a list down, right? We did that for the Go uh, Plus and it was fucking disastrous. Like, yeah, that's what again. I mean. Like, never again. For, forget the fact that it's disastrous in and of itself. Like, it, let's assume that it goes smoothly, right? Uh, I mean, my local uh, store mm-hmm. got a total of 60 over the, the life the of the span. system. Yeah, yeah. That was the whole thing. So like. People are going to be on a list so long that they'll wait until the next year for something that there will only be 60 units. Mm-hmm. Get real, man. Come on. Yeah. Well, I I think that it's kind of left a bad taste in everybody's mouth from the way it handled to the point where, like, I don't know, the, the Switch definitely won back a lot sure. of goodwill. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just kind of, I don't know, I'm kind of curious to see if they bungle this hard enough to, like, fucking affect the Switch's momentum in any capacity. Which is weird, too, because there are also people with the Switch are just like, okay, what about us who bought this? And, like, when are you guys going to, like, talk about the service that you're going to charge us online for soon? And how you guys are going to, because we'd love but, to play but, old but you're games on this. It free for, isn't it free for, like, the rest of the year now? Is the thing? Until next yeah, year. It's, like, early delay. next year. Yeah. Hmm. So... I uh, hope yeah, y'all like Dr. Mario. We'll... Yeah. Dude. <laughs> Love it. Anyway. Um speaking of bungled uh trips of nostalgia. I love that um, word, bungle. 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 Yeah. I, you know what you say on just a wait? Like... Yeah, it's kinda it's kinda <laughs> like the noise that like a doorstop makes in an old nineties home. Like anyway. Oh yeah, um, I've got one of those. <laughs> Yeah, but did you ever chew on the rubber tips as a kid? No, because, well, okay, I'm not going to say anything. But anyway, okay, so we'll leave it at that. <laughs> so, I mean, moral of the story, I had a fucked up childhood. Um, <laughs> Sega Forever uh, was a thing that came out that I was super, super stoked for. Yeah. And, man, did they just, dude, they just screwed the pooch on it, like, hard. The second I saw play everything for free, I'm like, okay, free, but at what cost? Well, it's not even that. I mean, the, yeah, the ads are a little... It's obnoxious, you know, right? I, yeah, they were invasive. The yeah. ads are invasive in the free versions. Uh, another thing that I find very strange is that... Um, so there is a the paid version? model. I'm sorry? There is a paid version? 
Yeah, so each of the individual games will have their own individual prices, which the app will remind you several times uh, mm. that, hey, you know, if you're getting annoyed with these ads, you can go ahead and pony up the, the dough and just buy it. And they're all, the thing that's weird is they're all priced within this uh, supposed value in relation to the uh, the stature of the game within the library. So, for example, um like it, it makes sense. Sonic the Hedgehog is no mere port. It is a complete overhaul done by Christian Whitehead, who, because of him, uh, was able to spearhead what will now be coming out in August with Sonic Mania, and it's an mm-hmm. excellent port with some kind of finicky touch controls that, like, are largely like it, it is completely like not at the fault of the game, but just of the hardware limitations of, of a fucking touchscreen and and that kind of game. All right, let but me... something like fans. Let me just uh, stop you right there. Does it have controller support? Um, none of the games have controller support. Lame. Yeah, it's all touchscreen. But like you know, stuff like, um, Fantasy Star, uh, would work. But then there's stuff like Kid Chameleon, and there are times where like the games are just physically interrupted. Um, but see, we're just talking about the Genesis games. There's like a big nugget. That I don't think anybody understood or, or really, well, I don't say understood, I think they overlooked. And I'm kind of curious, and I don't know how Sega's going to do it, uh, but essentially they're promising that every every platform in their library, Master System included, Sega Saturn and Dreamcast, um, and Sega Genesis, and I don't even know if they're going to go get really weird with like the add-ons like Sega CD uh, or 32X, um, they're going to get a re-release, which... Is weird because like Shining Force, for example, believe it or not, like that is one of the launch year fucking iOS apps from 2006 that still operates smoothly on iOS 10.23, um, which you can't say the same for like fucking oh I don't know the twenty dollar fucking uh, Square Enix RPGs that I can't even think of right now the Ring ones, um, the first oh, two Chaos Rings, Chaos Rings, first two Chaos Rings say, yeah. will not work. They are busted. You can like you can boot them. They will always crash. And if you delete them, they've been taken off the store. I so, guess all of Cave stuff is going uh, non-functional soon, which is kind of a yeah. downer. Yeah, it's it, it's, it's it's a weird it's a weird environment. But it what's strange though is that like a lot of these games, I feel like they're going to be re-released and they're going to be patched in a way that would affect them. Like for a while, um, I already bought Sonic the Hedgehog. But I couldn't restore my purchase when, like, I had it. And there, there's, mm. I don't know, I, I, I want to say that so far, like, this big trailer that had everybody excited and then immediately disappointed the next day. Because, like, they released the trailer along with a promise of, like, okay, six of these games are going to come out in 24 hours. And we're going to have at least six games come out for free every month. Um, They're all emulated terribly. Like, I, like, pretty badly. Um. So I don't know exactly how they're going to go about it, but I'm very curious to see how they're going to go about the really weird architecture of uh, porting like Saturn. Saturn emulation's always been very tricky because it has such a weird hardware infrastructure that I don't even fuck. I can't even fathom how that will work uh, on a mobile space. There, but I, there are other issues with that too. Um, with the Saturn in particular. A lot of their biggest, most celebrated titles have been lost completely. Like, the source code is gone. I didn't even know that. Yeah, like, pa- Panzer Dragoon Saga, for example, it'll never be remade. It's It's been completely lost to time. 
See, like, that fucking throws me off because I'm just like, how how can you not reverse engineer that data off of, like, a physical copy? See, I thought so, too, right? But apparently there's some sort of issue with that. The, I, I think it was, like, what ironically bit them was the fact that, like, there's, uh, like, a piracy. There's, like, a, a string of code to prevent piracy. But in doing so, like, they've kind of prevented them from like preserving that and like it's that kind of breaks my heart the more i think about it because like cds will eventually fucking like no matter how well or pristine you take care of them like like they the the data will die i I will bit rot is what it's called yeah and i can't i don't know just thinking about that bums me the fuck out Mm, both Um, of my copies of sylvie don't work really yeah and i took a look at the disc too and there's like these little pinpricks of light coming right through it so that's exactly what that is. Ugh. If you can but find like, me a cheap one, I will send you money, sir. <laughs> I uh, Sylphie, well, dude, I've I've got both for uh, I've got the Mega Drive one and the Sega CD one. So, um, if you if you know how to run either one, or you can, and like, I don't mind sending one or the other. Well, yeah, the, um, the Sagacity one is the one that I would need. I've got a CDX. The Sega. Sagat wins. <laughs> oh, 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 Speaking oh. of, did, anyway. you, did you get that on the Switch yet or what? So I did not. Ugh. And I, I want to save that conversation for another podcast only because I am very disappointed with that port. Oh, I mean, really? I, I have a pro controller, but like that's, you know, that's like my one boon. I, if anything, that kind of like it set the precedent that like, man, fighting games are going to fucking suck on the Switch. I don't know, man. Um, I won credit cleared at my first try. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. In first person mode. I don't. I don't have with did you the one single half mode? of the joint. <laughs> I didn't need to. <laughs> you should. Right. I, I haven't I totally played that. Forgot no. about first person mode. But for real, like half the Joy-Con. I didn't even use the full Joy-Con. I still one credit cleared it. What up? Yeah, I don't know the whole Sega thing. I wanted to talk about the um, Atari making a new console as well Ooh. as well as Pokemon Go. But if, I'm gonna save that. I was gonna say because who's mm. behind that? Because if it's anything like that Coleco fiasco, I don't. I, I don't think it's yeah. a real console. I. Okay. It's not. It's not a real thing. I. I I'm almost certain of it. <laughs> There's like they're like yeah, but yeah, they're like that, JK. But... We were just playing. Well, no, it's a Blade Runner thing, right? Remember the Blade Runner trailer had that big Atari thing. Yeah, like I. You, so do you Blade think it's Runner, just a big publicity? Or... I think that's exactly it because like the the website that they launched isn't part of Atari. It's its own thing, and all of the links don't actually exist. The Atari Box website. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, that'd be kind of weird if it was like some kind of marketing thing for the new. Blade I don't Runner. think Atari's really in that that position. What else are they doing to right now? Though? Kind of. Well, they have nothing to no, lose. No, but I mean. Think about yeah, but think about like just some of the excitement they fostered for their brand again to kind of just like pull a fucking bait. What the people buy T shirts at Walmart? Well, Nintendo I mean, does it all the time. Not trying to hate on Walmart consoles. or anything, but people what? walk around with like Atari T shirts. Like I, I'm not gonna sit here and say I love Atari because I wasn't familiar with the product. I just don't understand how people can be super hardcore about a brand now that have really no experience with it whatsoever true true i mean like there's still like like, the whole like get off my yard kind of situation but i don't know i just i i don't see the appeal of it i'm just thinking about all those flashback consoles and then flashback compilations like that's uh 
Yeah, like they're still they're still a thing, and then like they still got their own like digital God, library uh, up on GOG and on iOS. I, I think, think I'm just really I'm mad. Actually, I'm, I'm not mad at Atari. I'm not mad at you guys. I'm just mad that Game Room didn't become more of a thing. <laughs> if, if we're being yeah, honest, I, I, I just wish Game Room would have yeah. been better, guys. That's all. <laughs> uh, that's, that's the thing I'm really mad about. But okay, but before we we start going into E3, I think what I really want to talk about, which it also has to do a lot with E3, but like I think it's a nice like um uh just sort of intro introduction to what to expect. Um did everybody here play the Var- Marvel versus Capcom Infinite story I demo? I can't do it. I have it downloaded. I can't do it. I'm so disappointed with like just what I've seen of that and and, and what like the initial response to that game has been. I'm really like just not into Capcom fighting games right now. Like I'm, I'm, I'm very like against it. I, I, I want to play it like in some kind of weird protest. I don't want to play it because I'm I'm not supporting it. I also am not going to play it because from what I can see, Tatsunoko versus Capcom mm. is better, and I've got mm. that. So yes, sir. we're good. That is yep. a good game. Thank you. I. You know what else is, is a pretty good game? Arms. That's a pretty good fighting I've heard. game too. Hey, uh, did you? I run your uh, tournament. We did. did I go? ran it. How'd it go? Uh, it was pretty cool. Nice. Nice. Very good. Yeah, actually, yeah. So yeah, actually, I got the I bought another set of joy. Well, there you go. There, the, there's the uh, good fighting game on the, the yellow Switch, ones man. and everything. Yeah, that's the Bam. that's that. There you have. Yeah, it. that's the good fighting game on Switch. You've already nailed it. Yeah, that's just a weird. Exactly. That's a weird like red, red pill, blue pill shit that I would never have expected with this out of this whole situation. Is that like Arms is already prepped for like a fucking like a spot on the on the Evo card. <laughs> And yet we've got people shitting on Marvel, a, a new Marvel versus Capcom well, game. Like, what fucking universe? And uh, with a good reason. Yeah, though. because I feel like Capcom is just saying, well, everyone played Marvel, so now we're going to make another one. But I, I just don't think they're taking what the, like, I think they're appealing to too much of, like, the casual. Like, hey, I watched the Marvel movies, so that's what we're going to base our characters on. I always appreciate the Marvel vs. Capcom series because they really had obscure characters. Um, I never knew how to do the mechanics, but it was just kind of crazy to watch. I always just appreciated the random characters that showed up in the game. I feel like they're not trying to make any kind of effort to include that in this new release because they well, want to focus a, on the cinematic universe. There's a quote from one of the either developer or somebody uh, at WB, WB, right? Cap, oh, Capcom. The Cap, one Capcom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but they were saying yeah, we didn't put a lot of X Men in this game because I'm not sure that like the modern generation knows who the X Men are anymore. And there's some, <laughs> something like that where they're like, yeah, yeah, it's kind of that. Oh yeah, no, no, I know what you're talking. It was somebody. No, no, it was somebody at um one of the developers in Capcom, and yes, and they said uh, we didn't feel that we don't feel that X Men are really relevant to the Marvel brand at this moment anyway. And I'm like, dude. X Men are the reasons why you had the games. You have a Marvel, yeah, brand. or or the reason why they like, have the Capcom fighting games to begin with. The Capcom games. Start... Marvel almost fucking went the way of the Dodo in nineties. Mm-hmm. In the nineties, if it wasn't for X Men, yeah, because they're the ones that had like the like so, Children of the Atom yeah. and X Men versus Street Fighter. Like that started that whole series, and to not include them in the ongoing, you know. Uh, entries into that series of fighting games just seems really like a bad which is move. weird. 
it's just weird because like you know at first you thought oh i don't think they can but yeah they do they retain the rights to have those characters yeah. it's just for the fact that they want to subliminally steer people away from that or, brand because it's not something or they're gonna release as dlc I mean, no, I can see that the season as pass, well, and that'd be a, you'll get the characters you want. Yeah, but it's a shit move, dude. It didn't work out for them in the y'all, previous two y- iterations. Y'all want Wolverine? I, I'd, I'd have to disagree. I bought both season passes for Street Fighter Five because I wanted the character, you know, I wanted Akuma or I wanted, you know, whatever random character was it, like one character in the season pass. Like, well, if I'm gonna buy one, I might as well buy all of them. I know I'm probably an exception to, you know, what most people do, but, um, it's. It's just, strange to me that Capcom isn't really the like the standard in, in fighting games right now. Like I like Alyssa mentioned WB. Like NetherRealm right now I think is absolutely killing it in the fighting game, you know, industry in terms of like their sales, their releases, their games, their story modes, but yet they still aren't on that like main stage at Evo. They're not like the big draw for Evo. And it's just so bizarre to me that like the hardcore tournament style players are still like so big on that game where I feel like they've kind of failed in every other aspect. It's very strange. Well, you know, and it's funny that you guys didn't play it, because I will state, I mean, like, coming <laughs> I, off I, I of... I how we went through this whole, like, tirade of, like, fighting games. You're like, yeah, and also it's bad, so... Yeah, it's... Dude, okay. I, with what I played from Marvel vs. Capcom 3 and Ultimate... Mm-hmm. And and to that effect, like Tekken or Street Fighter Cross Tekken and and Street Fighter Four, I don't know what it was, but at some point, like there's this framework that like they wanted to get really it, it something like just happened with the framework, and I don't know if it was intentional to like again. I, this whole episode's kind of felt like a fucking conspiracy theory hour, but like I feel like the the shoddy framework or the like the introductory like release of this like would give way to uh justifying updates or revisions or fucking re-releases and i kind of got that vibe with because I, I i i will be the first to tell you that street fighter 5 is probably one of the most disappointing games i've played in years and i'm still so fucking salty about it um but marvel versus capcom infinite it's so it is it is weird slow and that's that's like immediately like something that uh I don't identify with that style of game at all and not only that just like they're trying to cash in on this like on the story craze or at least not the story craze but like the new efforts that fighting games are putting into like the exposition and story of their universe and like the whole thing just feels like really, really bad fan fiction. Like, shitty fan fiction. Especially on the Tales of um, Injustice, which did it so fucking well. Like, like story mode for that. Like, I don't play a lot of fighting games, but I played that one specifically for the story mode. And then, like, I watched my boyfriend play through Marvel vs. Capcom. And just, like, uninspired would be a word. Sure. Yeah. Kinda, yeah. Kind of what mean, it says for, like, all their, all their things they're doing right now, unfortunately. <laughs> a shitty branding is another one. Like, I swear to God, I, I did the test where I'm like, okay, you got to do the Saturday morning test. If everyone refers to the other by their name in a, in a sort of weird marketed tone, then you can totally tell, like, this is not, this is totally, as Alyssa put it, uninspired. And sure enough, Oh, Captain Marvel? 
well, what about you, Spencer? I'm like, everything was just, <laughs> it, it felt so weird film and, filmation set. Wow, yeah, like, that was a close call, market. the Bionic Commando. <laughs> 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 yeah, all right. Yeah, cool. pretty much. It's kind of weird bravado. Yeah, that's bizarre. <laughs> yeah, I, I well, you know. Wait for, like, wait for their G.I. Fact- Joe figures to come out, and we'll be all right. <laughs> oh, dude. Street Fighter's already done like, it once. If you, you could, you could. You could pos- yeah, you could possibly uh, just center a drinking game around alone the mention of Ultron Sigma. <laughs> How many times they said it in that one in that demo. fucking in story that demo. demo? Uh, that's great. It was, and and like it's weird. I I just I don't know. Um, it's kind of. I've never seen like something that was meant to generate so much excitement, like fucking kill so much momentum like like remember the playstation experience when like that was announced mm-hmm. and like the weirdest thing too is like that's the first time that mega man has been relevant by capcom and people were so in, like a long pumped, time so pumped like that that was a so, very genuine reaction when they first announced that it's kind of it will it, uh, it kind of reminds me of when they first announced uh, street fighter cross tekken and how the crowd just lost their minds and then we've kind of seen what happened to that game you know just well it kind of came and went it, yeah, Street Fighter Cross Tekken, like I, 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 I still think there's a fandom for it. It's Tekken Cross Street Fighter is never gonna happen, even though they keep they, promising uh, that they, it they is. They got Akuma it's never gonna Tekken happen. Seven's about as close as we're gonna. Yeah, I was gonna say Tekken. Yeah, I, Tekken Seven's as close as you're gonna get, right? Which so. is fine. I mean, yeah, essentially. Yeah. I'm but told the Tekken go, Seven isn't fantastic, though. Um, I, so far, what I've kind of gotten into, not a lot, but um, I, I enjoy it, but. I've never been a huge fan of the 3D style fighting games. I've always been 2D, but I feel like out of Tekken games, it's it's one of the better ones. If someone's a fan of the series, well, um, I think it's about time we go ahead and we we jump into the conferences and and go ahead and cycle through them. I feel like we should do them in order as well. <laughs> okay, um, so, so so EA would be the first one then, correct? Yeah, and... That's Madden like you've never seen it. And I might be biased, but I'm pretty sure that's the most innovative Madden we've done in well over a decade. Welcome to EA Play 2017, coming to you from the Hollywood Palladium. This is our second year at EA Play. Last year, we went out on a limb, tried to do something a little different with a view to changing the way you interact with products before they launch. We wanted to, to do something that put the games in your hands earlier, and it showed us how much further we can go. Eh. Yeah, let, 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 let's go ahead and get your impression of it, Andrew. Um, like, now, was our, is it Armada? Is that the game that they kind of, like, had everyone accept? Essentially, yeah, that's the, the big, that's a big thing I, that them and Bioware... I don't think they showed yeah. it. They show that at their press conference, or they wait until the yeah. Microsoft one? Okay. Um, I actually... Okay, no, they teased uh-huh. it, and then they showed it at the gotcha. Microsoft one. Um, I mean, everything else we kind of already knew about. Like, we knew there was new Madden, new FIFA. We knew about Battlefront 2. A lot of the stuff was already known. I'm excited that Battlefront's going to have a story mode, um, albeit I-, I don't know if that's like going to be enough for me to be really super excited about that game. Um, but at least there's a story mode for people that wanted that from the first one. Uh Watching that Armada stuff, though, really... oh, it's Anthem, not Anthem. Armada. Thank you, by the Anthem. Way. Armada's the uh, the Ernest Klein book. I... The, yeah, the, the, the sci-fi <laughs> stuff gets kind of confusing. Yeah. yeah, sci-fi stuff gets confusing after a while. Um, no, seeing that gameplay made me think that 
is that what Mass Effect was supposed to be? And then they just kind of rushed Mass Effect to get out and then started working on this. Because a lot of the traversing did seem really similar to what Mass Effect has, but didn't pull off as well. Just from seeing, like, the initial gameplay. Like, uh, it just really made me think, like, is this what Bioware kind of wanted Mass Effect to be and then just never actually happened? Because I, 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 I think, think we can all agree yeah. Mass Effect was not... It wasn't what I wanted. I don't, Andromeda. I don't, yeah, Andromeda. It yeah. was not what I wanted. And so seeing this gameplay, well, it, may, it, it makes me feel like maybe that's what they initially wanted to do and they just couldn't. I, I don't know. It makes sense because I, I believe that over them sitting on their hands with this fucking the sequel for three years and then developing it all within one like fucking like post-haste like, marathon within its last year. It just year. reminds me of like, Blizzard doing Project Titan for such a long time and then eventually just releasing it as Overwatch. Like, this isn't the like the WoW sequel that we thought it was. So eventually, we're just going to turn it into something else entirely. But it just it felt so similar. I was just, it just made me wonder if that's what they originally had planned. And I, I, I kind of just got salty about it. You know, I, I think that game looks cool. Like I'm interested in it, but it just got made me more upset about how I didn't feel great about Mass Effect because of that. Yeah, and like, and the, like the funny thing is, is like EA came out and said oh we're shelving this franchise for a while it just it it under delivered no and motherfucker you under delivered yeah. mm-hmm. you guys did like we this like ah i i hated that entire i don't know ea is not exactly a a, a force that uh, i because at this point i mean they have right that now. and then wait they're what not in your good graces right now no well not even it's just the fact that like Aside from my personal good graces, I mean, really, the only thing they've got keeping them afloat are just like fucking franchise sports titles that are are getting more and more lackluster to the point where like the most interesting their thing that they're doing is a is a story mode with FIFA, which I mean, yeah, I'm I'm all for that, but well, Madden like, has the story there's, mode there's, this year. Oh, FIFA does started it? doing that last year. I'm, now Madden's got one this year. Is like the new thing. Well, yeah, but see, like, just the fact that I can't even keep them straight from one another, <laughs> and uh, and they're fucking, making an NBA like, game. If you if you believe that, they're making a basketball game. Kind of. Yeah, we think. I mean, j- maybe. I we, we these are the highlights aside from the fact that like Battlefield is is getting like Battlefield One is getting like more content, and then we have the story mode that uh, was mentioned for um not only battlefield but like they're doing stuff with battlefront 2 as well right yeah there'll be a story mode with like a a you know actual main character you play through her right, experience right. and that's actually kind of cool because that the actress that plays the part of that is uh the shiva from the league which i thought was kind of interesting I it was kind of so much yeah it was just a very weird kind of blending of these like two things i'm kind of nerdy about and i was like oh that's where i recognize her from i, I forgot where i saw her before so I, I'll okay, so the league is still going no. on, right? Because I've seen Nick Kroll take on shitty role. Oh, no, it did. so it did be canceled. No, well, it, it ended. It didn't get canceled. It ended like season seven, I want to say. And yeah, oh. but that was a good show. That explains a lot of Nick Kroll's recent work. Yeah. I was just like, dude, what? What are you doing, dog? You've got you got like, the league money. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. dude. I mm. Kroll show. Kroll show was very underrated. It very was. Show, I thought, but that was also very short. Yeah. For sure. Very short lived. Um, Sarah, how do you feel but about anyway, Nick Kroll yeah, and then as a it's... comedian? Sarah's no comment about Nick Kroll. Okay. <laughs> it's fair. Uh, 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 I mean, I don't I don't picture him necessarily being like uh in, in Sarah's wheelhouse. He's not I don't know, he's a very underrated dude. Um but another game that also fucking like 
uh, d- didn't get as much attention as I was hoping it did was A Way yeah. Out, that like that Prison Brother game. The co-op game. I'm very excited for that. Which even then, like, I totally thought that that was... Um, is it, so that's local co-op only? I, I know it's co-op only. I can't remember if it was local co-op or online co-op only. But I think did, I'd be cool with local co-op only. Did Brothers have online co-op? Because it's by the same guys that did I don't Brothers, think it right? was co-op at all. Uh, okay, oh, no. I, brother, I brother, co-op, brothers okay. was like you played... Brothers. Yeah, you played... Yeah, it was one, play, like half the controllers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you're right. Mm-hmm. All right. So we're not going to let you get away with it. What do you think about Nick Kroll? <laughs> I don't even know who that is. Oh, there you go. Okay. See? There Noted. we go. Got Noted. it. Noted. All right. So we're going to have to... We're just going to have to do it. Tune in for the upcoming Twitch stream where we just expose Sarah to Nick Kroll. <laughs> Uh, but do we? It'll be great. We'll just do it. Just live reacts every hour. No, uh, that's too much yeah. work. Anyway, um, where were we? Yeah, dude, no way out. Like it looked interesting, but at the same time, like I don't, I don't know. I feel like it was one of the more like overlooked titles. And like again, they didn't really like they kept emphasizing local co-op play, and they did so in a way that almost like made it sound like they were omitting online play. So I don't, I don't know, but it's interesting. Um, Brothers, from what I remember, you just control two different uh, characters between the two, the left stick and the right mm-hmm. stick. Uh, so that was like the big gimmick there. But here, it's it's like taking that premise, but like assigning uh, two people who like really need to be connected together. I, I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. But that's essentially like the most innovative thing that EA kind of really did. I mean. Sure, there's I I'm cool with like what works works, but I don't know. They had a very underwhelming presence. Uh and then Anthem seems cool, but it it's so it's on it's on the heels of fucking Andromeda and like this their whole attitude towards it. In the in the same breath that you kind of felt like you wanted to distance yourself away from Capcom, I kinda of wanna distance myself away from this until I see something that like that changes my it mind. It looks like Bungie takes on Destiny, which, like, if you wrote that on paper a year ago, I would fucking lose my mind. But yeah. I don't. I don't know. I hope it's good. I I I don't know. We can we can only hope so. I Sorry. mean, so Bye, far, I I think. Yeah, I mean, we discussed it with our, um, we discussed it within our open world, uh, podcast, like how like game design has just gotten like. Def- like significantly better and it's really helped define like just the design uh, of that like fucking a very overwhelming genre so i you know how they would go about and do it i i it remains to be seen because everything that they've done so far uh kind of leaves i don't know kind of leaves me mm. so on to i can we skip bethesda <laughs> like um i mean Thank you very much. I can't even imagine the size of the bar tab that it paid for that applause, but I thank you for that. Good evening and welcome to the 2017 Bethesda E3 Showcase. And welcome to Bethesda Land. We will offer you an experience at E3 unlike anything else and a chance to celebrate some of the world's best video games. Tonight we'll be taking you on a virtual tour through our playground where there's something for everyone, whether it's phone or tablet, PC, or your favorite Xbox, PlayStation, or Nintendo console, or like many of us, 
all of the above. Well, I mean, there, I, there yeah. is Wolfenstein. We'll allow it. There's Wolfenstein, which kind of is is cool. I mean, yeah, I'm excited for sure. Wolfenstein. Don't get me wrong. I just feel like like it was weird because like New Order kind of like came and went. Yeah. Which, yeah, and it was good. I I thought it was good, and then like Doom was just this like fucking complete mm-hmm, surprise. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But now, like. <sighs> Essentially, like we've we've got yeah, I'm, just I, something else from yeah. Id. I'm just not big on Quake, so that kind of doesn't sway me one way or the other. The VR stuff. Well, it's not even that. It's just there's something. There's nothing. Yeah, the VR stuff seems like so tacked on. There's nothing yeah. new. Here's another version of Skyrim. Yeah, dude. I I am. I've never like. I I'm just so sick of seeing that game. I really am. <laughs> I'm so sick of seeing it. It released people, in like, 2011. It's, it's been six fucking years. <laughs> stop yeah I, mean, I, I somehow that managed to get the number one rpg in game informers top 50 rpgs or top 100 rpgs or whatever they did i'm calling direct bullshit on that <laughs> i will say like, I, just elder scrolls like just not so much skyrim but like eso kind of got i wouldn't say big but it's kind of gotten popular again like people are, it's yeah, kind of like how like older public got big again after it went free to play. Like ESO is kind of like people are like kind of into that game right now. Uh, like, it's it, so generic. It, it, it is. Yeah. I agree, and that's why I couldn't get into it. But like from like a general consensus, like people are kind of getting into that game again, which is really bizarre because I thought it was kind of like dead in the water. Yeah, I mean, I remember when we first previewed it, and we we're like, "Oh shit, this is EverQuest like, nah, with an Elder Scrolls." No, nah, we're good. <laughs> um, like, right, yeah. we're good. What dude. about uh, Evil Within Two? How do you guys feel about the first Evil Within? I hated okay. the so, first so, so, Within. Yeah, I so thought sequel, it was a... not so much. I mean, okay, I you know what's funny is when I first saw the trailer for the sequel, I had no idea that like at the end, like that 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 concluding splash screen would be, would be the Evil yeah. Within too. Yeah, and I'm like, so that alone, because like the first one, the big thing that bothers me about it is it's just it was just like this fucking lazy male power fantasy gore porn fucking fiasco, and like it was done like okay. I don't know. In like, granted, like, call me out, y'all. Fucking call me out. I, I'll, I'll, I'll dish it. You know, at me, sure. Suda fifty one. When he does that shit, when he does it with like Shadows of the Damned or from mm. with fucking Travis Touchdown, mm. I think he barely gets away with it. Like he fucking. And even then, like, dude, you know, I, I'll be the first to admit it. That fucking line is getting thin. Well, Suda fifty one always but, ends like, up making a game that you really want to be behind, like Shadows of the Damned and Lollipop Chainsaw. Uh, yeah, no more heroes. But then he shoots himself in the foot with like one random thing. You're just like, come on, dude, you almost had it. Like, yeah, yeah. just like a certain level or a certain like sequence in the game. You're just like, why is this here? But now I, 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 being a fan of his work, not so much like Killer Seven or whatever the game was before No More Heroes, but everything kind of after that, I've always been really into, especially Shadows of the Damned. Um, yeah, he just it's it's kind of like. You know it's probably not the best game, and it probably has its flaws, but you kind of want to overlook it because it just has that flair to it that you're like, this is this is something different. This is kind of cool. Um, Did you ever play Killer's Dead? Killer, oh, is that the GameCube one? Uh, no, that was Killer Seven. Killer is Dead is the one on PS3 and 360. Mm, yeah, yeah, that one. That one super. I, heard it wasn't I, great, I bought it, and I, I do want to play. it. Yeah, but you know, but you know what. I I've been digging Let It Die. Yeah, and like it's weird because that one came and went, and like nobody really talked about it all that much, and I and it kind of bummed me out. And plus, like as far as its weird like pseudo flavored fucking like 
uh, aesthetic and humor and and just like just a weird vibe and theme that it has. I think they really toned down like some of the like over the top silly shit. Um, so that kind of like brings hope. But yeah, and I think from what I did see with the Evil Within two, like I you know it has my interest and I'll give it that. But the first one, no, and and like it played so fucking. I don't know. I think what it was is. Because the Evil Within was basically the, the, like a very Japanese take on the Evil Dead, but like even more like over the top and ridiculous to the point where like okay, I don't get what this game is trying to do. Is it trying to scare me or is it trying to gross me out? And the game didn't know like what it was trying to do. Evil Within Two, I think, is very it's way more focused and like I got the vibe. I'm like okay, I think they're really gonna try to stick to this thriller thing. So we can, I don't know we can only see. Is it still um, being headed up by Shinji Mikami? You know, again, I'm I'm total media blackout on it, uh. um, but I I would assume so. I mean, he's pretty productive of like his property that he hasn't sold off. Um, I can I can go ahead and cross that, but yeah, dude, Bethesda and EA were easily like the weakest, I would say, um, as far as their presence at E3. But w- let's talk about Ubisoft. Let's yes. let's get let's get that ball rolling. Let's, let's talk about Ubisoft. So since this project first started, I've been very excited to see what kind of humor the rabbits could bring to the Mario world. So when I met uh, Davide San, who is the uh, creative director of this game. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Ubi, 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 Ubi. Um, I, I don't know, dude. I've always said Ubi. What is what is the vernacular? What for is fucking... actually Ubisoft? Is it the well? Okay, you, because yeah, that's, the that's why it's ubiquitous software. Also, it's it makes sense when you say you play. You don't say U play, right? So. <laughs> I, I'm gonna right, start saying it like that now. Uplay? Yeah, yeah, semantics. I will yeah, do it to spite you. Boot up Uplay today. Hmm. I didn't really follow this one too much because I've noticed in the past their conferences are always like so like just awkward that I just can't seem to want to watch them because I, I feel awkward I don't for know, them. Man, you missed out. It was probably the best of the show. Okay. Yeah, I'd say that too. It, okay, uh, so so sell me on it. What what made it the best? Uh, BT Dubs. Shinji is totally still. Uh, doing Evil Within Two, Tango okay. Works, mm-hmm. cool. Tango cool. Game Works. Sorry. All right. So, so why, so why Ubisoft? Right. Why Ubisoft? Um, they were so they were very focused, very matter of fact. There was no over the top theatrics. Um, all of their develop like their their like core developers from like Montpellier and the the different French studios that they've got working on their core properties, like they're their oldest guys came on the stage. It was all very genuine, yeah. right? They didn't have any weird celebrity appearances. Um, and they just showed just the the best stuff, really. Mm-hmm. Well, good, because I feel like that's they've kind of become more or less a shit show in the last few years, and I feel like them going back to the basics is a good thing for them and just being about the games and about the, the dev teams that, that you know are putting out that. Weren't they? Re- they were responsible for that caffeine guy, right? Yes, and Yo, I, Mr. Caffeine. I, if you yeah. ever go to any other events where they have like a presence, he does a lot of their stuff. I being at the managers' <laughs> conferences at GameStops for 
I'd say four years, he was at every single Ubisoft uh, vendor room. Did you get his autograph? I did not. I didn't want. I didn't want to bother him. I was afraid <laughs> he would just not. He'd probably follow me around like a lost puppy. Well, it's <laughs> weird too because like everything that like so. I, I the thing that really kind of threw me off like how well it turned out was just like there was so much vitriol and like fucking like jaded just oh dude outrage towards Mario plus rabbits and Kingdom. then you see it and you're like and oh. yeah and then like the way and there was such a care to it but then like they were real quick to like just humanize the people behind it and now like. And that dude's got a picture of himself crying on a t-shirt that he so, wears to work now. Just because he was mentioned by Miyamoto. Like, that's that that's awesome. Like, you got to, like, any of us, if we were even mentioned or in the presence of Miyamoto, probably would lose our minds. Like, I, I feel like that's a very authentic kind of thing to happen. Like, my guys very... just like, hmm? No, go ahead. Sorry. No, you're fine. I was going to say my very favorite thing about, like, any E3 press conference is when developers get emotional and, like, end up, like, crying or tearing up on stage. And there sure. were, like, two Ubisoft devs that did that. And it was, you know, it's so fantastic. But, yeah, good for them. They get the recognition that they really, truly deserve. Like, that industry, I can only imagine a lot of people, unless they're, like, a celebrity or, like, the face of the company, won't get that kind of exposure. So it's just for random devs to, you know, be recognized, I think, is is a, a big deal. Like, I'm I'm really happy that they are able to do that, you know, it's really nice. It's just, it's weird because, like, I think, and I don't know if they kind of had, like, that anticipation that they were the dark horse going into this, but, like, Ubisoft just really, uh, I don't know, they really surprised me because there was that, and the fact that it was just Mario meets XCOM, which I, I really dig XCOM. I, I still do. I, I love it. I just think it's very, like, permadeath in any game always fucking stresses me out. And maybe if I can get behind something that uh, doesn't exactly have, or, or at the very least, makes me gives me characters that I could care less about, which you know, case in point, the fucking rabbits. Um, oh, dude, I would, I can totally get behind that, and just infusing like various Mario mechanics. I don't know, it got it had a very like Mario RPG vibe, like the same way that Square like came together with like Nintendo and and brought. Uh, Mario into that that sort of environment. Um, I, that's the vibe I got just from watching like gameplay and action. Uh, but even then, like, dude, I I don't know about you guys, and I'm I'd like to say I'm a big advocate for Rare, but like I could give a shit about Sea of Thieves, Disagree. and like it only took. I don't know, man. Sea of Thieves, like, it seems like a reach. I, I, I think I just have to play it more or, or really just check it out. But so far, it, it just, it isn't crabbing me. But then, like, you show fucking, like, a, a, a pirate game that's based around the, the, the fucking one of my favorite parts from arguably one of the worst Assassin's Creed's until they, like, included <laughs> it in the fourth one. Um, a skull oh, and bones, three. right? Skull and Bones is yeah. super fucking yeah. It it looked incredible. Looks then, sick. So, cool. You know to finish it out with like, uh, South Park, which we everybody already kind of had anticipations was going to be good, and Assassin's Creed Origins, which, I it, like I I really really like the direction they're taking it. I don't at this point I think there's I I don't know I used to love Assassin's Creed for the story and the lore of it, but now I think like 
if they if they kind of keep on going in that route, which I think they gave up a long time ago with the whole fucking the last couple of entries. At this point, they're just getting crazy with it, and they're able to explore all of these other uh, time periods and environments. And from what I saw with Origins, I was super fucking stoked. Uh, it essentially looks like they really I don't know I don't know how long it's been in development, but I I got some serious Breath of the Wild vibes from it, uh, especially with the overhauled combat. Uh, gimmick, and then uh, essentially like the new South Park game, and and then Beyond Good and Evil Two, of course. Which, mm-hmm. I mean, you don't even have a gameplay trailer for that. You just like have like a fucking like a, a a sizzler reel, and everybody's losing their shit. And it's it's it just feels like they finally like taken into consideration. Like, nah, man, like people want to. It's weird. I don't know. I will say I, I though like... that the Beyond Good and Evil tra- uh, trailer was a little forced on its like profanity and and adult content. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it, felt, it felt a little forced. And it's weird that they used the same phrase in two different trailers too. Like for both uh, Beyond Good and Evil and Far Cry Five. Oh, hey, Andrew. What's going on, man? Hey, what's going on, dude? How you doing? Uh, well, same old, same old, really. <laughs> ah, 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 dude. Ah, what? How'd you do that? What happened? I, I tweaked something. I tweaked it. I think I tweaked Jeez. my elbow. God, oh, now it's the wrong kind ear- of tweak. <laughs> it's these earbuds I wear. Like, I think I'm going to be working out, so I want to have the right earbuds to work out and run. But I end up just tripping over them and, and hurting myself like I just did. Yeah, you're subscribing to the wrong mm. kind of tweak there, pal. I mean, mm. speaking of earbuds, tweaked audio, Jesus. Tweaked audio, dude, they're tangle-free. Tangle-free earbuds that come in seven different styles and colors, and not only that, they allow for mic'd and non-mic'd versions, so that way you can use them anytime you're, I don't know, calling for a doctor, because it sounds like you're in a lot of pain. Right now, yeah, exactly. Yeah, those, they, those cost way too much money, though. I, I don't think I could afford a, a pair of earbuds that don't tangle, because they all do. They well, always tangle up. You know, dude, they are designed to sound great, and they're really cool for uh, just about anything you need them for is because they got noise-reducing design. So with all these sweet features, you'd be in luck because we currently have a code that you can use on tweakedaudio.com right now. It's PPR. You just got to type PPR, and you'll be set from there. It's easy enough. Hey, Sarah, can you help me up, man? Like, I think I really hurt something. I need some yeah, help. Man. Can you prop me up, oh, please? Man. All right. Dude, what happened? Get up, man. So you you, te- you tripped over these things? Yeah, I, more like I fell over them, I think. <laughs> Honestly, Man, I hurt myself pretty bad. Why don't you have any tweaked? I mean, they're compatible with iPods, iPhones, and Android devices, so you really have no excuse. I mean, I guess, but like you said, there's a discount code. But I mean, am I really going to save a lot, you think, with this? Because I, I really can't afford... I, I, I honestly tear up all my earbuds, like, all the time. Well, 33% off with free shipping and a lifetime warranty? How could you afford not to, dude? Lifetime of warranty would be amazing because I'm very, very clumsy. And also, I, I live on a limited income because I buy way too many earbuds. So I need to buy <laughs> one ear, I need to buy one pair and be done. So I think this is the one I'm going to get. Man, go to www.tweakedaudio.com and get your shit sorted out. 
Yeah, dude. Enter in the code PPR and you can get 33% off some new earbuds. Uh, but before we do that, let's let's get you to the nearest emergency uh, care. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Can we ice this? Thank you. Okay. Hi, my name is Dan Hay, and I'm the executive producer of Far Cry the Brand, as well as the creative director of Far Cry 5. I'd like to introduce you to Hope County, Montana. Vast. Beautiful. Rugged. The bang, bang, motherfucker. They said it, they said it in both. <laughs> Very clearly. <laughs> Almost forcefully, you know? Which, by yeah. the way, I mean, Far Cry 5, that gameplay trailer was off the chain. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I was not anticipating Far Cry Five. I don't know. There's only so many forts you can capture. It's so many crazy dudes you could fucking like. That's true, I'm, but I think with Far Cry Five in specific, and you've got to agree, like especially with uh, how things are going down in your country right now, <laughs> it's probably the most politically relevant video game ever. I made. think they were just waiting for something like this to happen in like the state of America, and they're like, all right put it out <laughs> yeah they, they had like a locked box and it's like do not open unless shit goes down and donald trump is yeah yep, yeah if this happens hit the red button oh man so much for the tolerant left anyway um i'm i hope everybody knows i'm saying this shit ironically um where was i uh, yeah i oh dude i i'm excited for it i am I, I'm very interested it, 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 in seeing, but yeah, that's also dragon, that's a very. So ten- I'm not really too concerned about one way or the other, <laughs> right? <laughs> but dragon, at no. the same time, like I, I am. I don't know. I, I think there's there's only so much tongue in cheek you can get in a like something, uh, a portrayal of something that uh, uh that tense. So yeah, that I, I don't know. I'm I, I could applaud Ubisoft for fucking going through with it. Um, I only hope that Assassin's Creed Origins maybe, you know, with the fucking franchise taking the time off that it did uh, it, I don't know I, Origins kind of had me pumped in a way, and like, I don't know about like, I feel like we talk about Assassin's Creed which is funny, because like, when we first started the show, like, eight some odd years ago, which by the way, we haven't forgotten that we have an eight year anniversary show to still do, we're, we're catching up anyway um, fucking eight years ago or so eight or seven, I would say. Andrew uh, was like pulling fucking teeth to get me even check out Assassin's Creed Two after like the disappointment of one. Mm-hmm. And ever since, man, I've been like really into it. And just to see the rise and fall, and then like the acceptance or tolerance of of the franchise from this point, I kind of really hope that like the the series kind of finds like its place in the sun again. Um, but. I think you know we'll we'll see. It was very. I, I will go with Sarah. It was very focused. I, I'm also very curious to see how South Park is going to do it because I'm afraid that like, I'm really afraid that the sequel is going to be like essentially more stick of truth, which is fine. But like, I don't know. I I almost didn't see anything that was. Um, I still like South Park, but I just don't want to get, I don't want to get burnt out on it the way I've been getting burnt out on uh, the programming. Uh, but anyway, yeah, Ubisoft has done, I think they've done a bang up job this year. Hopefully. Uh, what, what about Starlink? Oh, dude. Okay. You know what? See, that totally looks fucking sick. forgot about that. Looks See, amazing. and that's what I was thinking too. I would, I'm like, yeah. this is something that Sarah can totally get behind. However, I'm going to buy all I, of it, <laughs> but okay. I think they tied to kind of missed out on the point of toys to life. I think it, it's that shit so, is way too complex and way too small. In in 
Yeah, it maybe is it's a not new good toys for toys of life. Yeah, maybe it's not good for like huh. small children, but it's good for an adult with you know good motor skills. It's modular I, spaceship toys to life things, right? Is what it is. Yes, Ooh. right. Yeah, but but like the thing that really kind of throws me off is the fact that like it's an att- it's an attachment that goes onto your controller, which I already, dude, I don't. Like I already don't like fucking using the Duke if I've like ever had. It. I wouldn't want something just like I don't know. I I don't know why Ubisoft didn't go with like a traditional portal, something like an like an a, a peripheral that just hangs off to the side that I can switch. I don't know. To that... me, right? Like I would just I imagine they'd probably just make like a switch grip if you're if we're talking about the switch version, just plunk your Joy Cons onto that and away you go. Yeah, dude. I don't know. That's too clunky. No, nah, I, sh- I, sh- I like the concept. Sick, huh? I don't I don't like the way I saw it carried out, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll I mean, we'll figure that out. I'm definitely gonna get it for Switch just because it seems like the most relevant way to play it for me. So Hey dude, if there's one thing that I'll say about reviewing a Toys of Life game, just fucking be careful. Like it oh dude. So much money. Mm. Oh I, I know. like I'm aware is gonna, I've got a thousand dollars in amiibos on yeah, my wall. Right now. Yep, you know well. I don't really play with the amoebas though. They're just kind of no, there. All, I do. I open all, all of mine. Did you see that? I've got like no, another I'm... twenty unboxed ones. Jumping ahead, just the amoebas they did announce. I know it's Nintendo's thing, but I'm super pumped by those new amoebas they announced. Mario in a tux I eat... and a top hat. Oh, bro! <laughs> oh man! No, I I think you are overlooking the beauty that is high school prom Bowser. <laughs> um, like, sure. yeah, I. Yeah. Like you have no idea, like sweet, like fucking Does he have a cane? complete with, and a ten thirty p.m. curfew. Yeah, like he yeah, six pack of my tart lemonade. Fucking, in the car. yeah, he's adorable. Yeah, dude, I, and he's got a sweet like vape pen that he fucking hid from like everyone to like he's just doobie up in the limo. Anyway, um, no, but I yeah, like it, it, I totally forgot about it, Starlink. If Ubisoft was gonna do a Toys Life game. It should have been based on Toy Soldiers. It seems like an obvious choice. I you know like Toy Soldiers was a good game. They should have just got toys for that, like He Man and I'm I'm just happy Cobra that Commander. Nintendo is pioneering it still. With like I totally thought Amiibos were uh, gonna kind of take mm-hmm. a break because I don't know how, but looks like Nintendo is still persevering on, which is good because in every other forefront of of, of like a major toy based game, like Activision did not see the return that they anticipated with Imaginators yeah. and Infinity's um, done and Imaginators. Yeah. Yeah, Infinity's done. Um, and then we've got, you know, Starlink, as you had mentioned. I don't even know how well that's going to go. And, and I also don't feel like that's really geared towards kids. Uh, and then Lego Dimensions is just, like, fucking budgeted everywhere at this point. Like, and I, and, like, dude, I want to get into it, but just putting together the portal just, like, exhausted me. I, like, that was bullshit. <laughs> um, I don't know. It just, maybe I'm just too old to enjoy building the the, the toys. Um, I kind of just jump jump ahead and and get to the other big conferences, uh, so that way we can make sure. sure that we cover everything. Empower developers, delight gamers, and deliver true hardware and technical innovation. The original Xbox team lived by the mantra: "There's no power greater than X." And today, we are pre proud to welcome the newest member of the Xbox family. Fittingly named Xbox One X. So the the Xbox One X, which these dastardly motherfuckers uh, have 
positioned in a way to where the acronym still reads out as Xbox. If you if you really yeah. look at it, clever. Um, I I kind of feel like between that and the PS4 Pro, and and just weirdly how Phil Spencer just really really like. I don't know, Microsoft's whole stance on this thing, how they really insist that the PS4 Pro is like at the at the level of competing with the Xbox One S versus the Xbox One X. I you know, I I feel like the 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 whole like uh, the transition to this uh like weird uh pseudo subcategory of of hardware advancement uh isn't exactly being treaded upon with the care that I feel like that it should. Um, because like, I feel like the, just from my exposure to these, uh, machines and, and what they're capable of doing, I mean, it's incredibly, like, it's all very impressive, but that's all dependent. I feel on the, on the, uh, displays that you currently use them with. And I feel like anybody who doesn't have a 4k or HDR capable display has no reason to adapt, like, or adopt any of these right now. Um, I, I don't know. What are you so, guys' thoughts? And, and that price tag, well, too. So, originally, I thought when they mm. were talking about it as Scorpio, they said it was going to be more modular, where you could kind of, like, swap out parts, and, and, you know, like, it was going to be the PC that we kind of all, we all know Microsoft eventually wants to make anyways. Like, they want a Windows-based gaming platform, I think, is ultimately their goal. Um, and so I thought the, the Scorpio, which now is the the 1X... I really thought it was going to be like, you know, hey, you can swap out the video card or you can add this, you know, RAM or, you know, put in a bigger hard drive. It doesn't seem like it's that at all. Um, I know they're trying to be like that level of quality in a console. Like they want PC gaming quality, but in a console price and size. But the things you can build with PCs now far advances what it can do. I, I know they want to just have something that can be 4K, 60 frames. And, and you know, and that's kind of what they're they're, oh, they're gunning for. That's sixty frames is going to be a very tough thing to do, regardless. Even if you're using checkerboard rendering, the technology still isn't there for sixty frames per second, four mm-hmm. K on a console. Yeah, and I think they had said that you know, like it'll be native four K yeah. for their first party offerings, which right now is really just Forza. Um, but I don't know. But again, it, it's it's four K ish. Right, yeah. because the checkerboard yeah, rendering yeah. is kind of like half that. So, so, are they able to do that with current uh, PC builds, with like with like the the Nvidia cards oh, yeah. and stuff like that? I think you'd need a 1080x uh, for the um, the graphics card. You need 16 gigabytes of yeah. RAM. I, 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 or more, 32 even, I think, for the smoothest rates. And then you'd need a monster processor, mm-hmm. which is far above and beyond what the Xbox One X has. It, it just feel I feel like if the market it's, they're going it's basically, for, mm-hmm. it's basically mid tier. Yeah, right it's it's a mid it's a mid tier gaming better, PC, better than right? probably what's in homes currently yeah. for console experiences. But for PC, like I feel like if you wanted that kind of audience that wants the best performing you know product, the people that will build the you know, $1,500 PC, $2,000 PC, they're just going to build their PC and play the Microsoft offerings that are already available to them with the Play Anywhere oh, I mean, it's, it's not even that bad, actually. I mean, uh, if you want something that's going to perform along the lines of an Xbox One X, you might actually spend a little less on your PC than, than you than, would an Xbox One X. Than what the price X. is on it currently, huh? Yeah, because you're going to get the same frame rates at 4K and you're still going to nail 60 FPS at 1080p, right? So... Mm. So, I mean, I feel like if, if you're that person that has a 4K TV and doesn't already have a system and you want to exploit the 4K aspect of that, which you can do that now with a, a an S, right? The S can do 4K. Mm. I Well, I mean, 
kind it, of. It can do 4K up-res, for videos probably. and streaming, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. No, nothing for the games. G- gaming, it's, gaming itself is just 1080p. But I mean, consider this, though. If you've got a 4K TV that's any smaller than 60 inches, you're not going to get much of a difference anyways. Mm-hmm. The pixel density on 1080p is fine for 55 and below. Well, I think I think 42 you can still swing it, but it's a very thin margin. Yeah, but you've got to be right up in your TV's grill, and I don't know about so, that. So, right? so really, so. I mean, now that you've kind of said all that, really, who is that system for? Or who benefits the most by having that system? Somebody who's got a 70-inch curved screen TV and more money on them than any normal re- rational person should have. So that being said, is anyone here even remotely interested in getting it? Yet. Nope. Hmm. Uh... Not no, dude. I mean, my television is my television is still 720p. What up? Yeah. If I get 4K, I get everything in some pretty cool, like you know, bright colors. If I get anything in HDR, everything is slimy. Like everything is slimy looking. Like why? Not why that that doesn't even look like it's supposed to be wet, but it is because it's in fucking HDR. (laughs) I'll be honest. Everything. I I I don't talking about the hardware. I have a pro. And I've mentioned it on the show before. I don't really see any kind of not having a 4K television. I don't see a lot of difference in having the Pro. I kind of thought that maybe Destiny multiplayer. I had a little bit of a jump on everyone else by having a Pro, but that might just be me thinking that you know I'm okay at Destiny. Just your own which I know internal justification. Yeah, placebo like, effect. Yeah, I have the Pro. That must be why I did that. Yeah, and it's like no, not at all. So, I mean, I I. The one thing that, like, shouldn't excite anyone is just the hard drive space, oh. which is, you know, that's something that you could just achieve yeah. through, like, external peripherals. But, mm. like, I, On everything, I don't though, yeah. I don't even think, yeah, I mean, you, you don't really have a whole lot of promise going into, like, this, like, lofty proposition uh, and, like, lofty price of admission. Like, five... What, why? Why would $500 seem like... And it's weird, too. Like, I, I noticed... Um, they completely didn't talk about it, and like I'm, I'm one of those weird dudes. Like I still have my Connect hooked up because like there are still some games that I enjoy playing. I, I still have both. Uh, granted, like it's definitely not what I thought it would be, but like Microsoft's uh, not so quiet like departure from it. Uh, the Xbox One X doesn't even have a port for it. Like departure have, or, or or abandonment. Like you just a create. Yeah, like you have to get a fucking uh, separate accessory to like do a USB adapter. Uh, uh in the back, and I just well, same deal with the Xbox One S as well. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, the I S, thought the, it at the least S, had a port. The S actually ditched the port. Hmm. Well, I was I was gonna say um. I feel like the the game, or I'm sorry, the hardware is is it's essentially like I don't know. It's the same thing with the PS4 Pro. It's not really for the mainstream crowd, but like, it's not elitist resolution not snobs. Exactly, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, and again, like, but like they're not even really getting their bang yeah, for the buck, and yet, not really, and and like. I feel like there's so many other avenues that like can be explored. Like I thought Sony and like I'm s- happy that they haven't like abandoned it, but I feel like they're already kind of stepping away from the VR. Um, the, a the, the little, v- yeah. I don't think it was as good a seller as they'd hoped. 
I mean, it still actually sold more than they anticipated, though, didn't it? Or is it, or is, is it just that, that they projected numbers for a certain length of time and just now? I think I want to that's say that... pretty much it. Like, the core demographic that was most interested is the ones that bought it, but it's a very tough sell otherwise, right? And there's always going to be, like, there's going to be a, a section of people that won't be able to get anything out of VR anyway. Like, my, myself, I can't do VR because it'll leave me with a, a headache that'll last multiple days. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, it still has that going against it, but mm. I, I feel like, I don't know. Like, I'll get a the, new the 2DS whole... XL before I get a VR headset, right? So, and, and I, yeah, dude, it's just so weird. Like, a lot of the new hardware on the horizon seems so, like, just, like, very trepid. Like, there's the, the new 2DS, which, uh, all right, I mean, I You can't I deny, guess. though, it's a sexy piece of kit. Yeah, I mean, I guess, but I already have the new 3D. I'm, you right. know, I have like it's not, it's not for, for you, me. Then, though, right? Like, yeah, yeah, uh, but like there is an advantage though. It's got the SD card slot on the outside beside the main cartridge slot. Don't have to disassemble I mean, it, right? So, yeah, I mean, I guess that's whatever. I, I, you still can't put anything larger than 32 in it. So if I already have the largest size, yeah, but I do you know. really need more than 32 gigabytes in a 3DS? Do like, the games yes. aren't huge, right? Yeah, and guess what? I'm already tapped out. What? Come on. I'm tapped out on Buffy. So there you go, man. Hot swappable. You should get a 2DS. Mm, no, I like my shitty 3D. Every, <laughs> yeah. every now and again. Uh, every now and again, I, I like, That's I just, dude, just knowing that it's there. Yeah, dude. Like, it's, it's, you know, it's not as useless as, like, the headphone jack on a Sega Genesis, but it's fucking, it's still kind of cool. I'm like, huh, neat. Anyway. I've used that um, shit. Yeah. It's good stuff. Hmm. Uh, the Xbox One X, I think is I I I'm not gonna like go out and and just throw oh dead in the water, but it's a it's a fucking bold move to put it out there for five hundred. Kind of um, more fragile but, though too, uh, with that liquid cooling. Yeah, there and and like there as far as product assurance is is the case. Me, though. <laughs> yeah, that. Microsoft still hasn't exactly, um been able to move past that fucking dark uh phase of their lives i you know even the xbox one had like some faulty uh operation uh issues with uh faulty drives or faulty power supplies so i you know let's i took them a while just let's be honest though out of everything that microsoft had to announce the biggest thing i think they could possibly reveal the, the the thing that will make you buy every xbox hardware from now until the end of time is that the duke's coming back You know, and and like Hyperkin's in, in, in charge of that, isn't it? <laughs> Hyperkin, yeah, yeah, That's dude. Right. I don't mm, bring back Steel Battalion. Speaking Steel Battalion. Speaking of Hyperkin, they they announced the um the Retron seventy seven. <laughs> okay, yeah, seventy seven systems. Uh, Atari twenty six hundred. <laughs> no, I am a hundred percent on board with it though. An HDMI driven Atari twenty six hundred. Huh. Yes. Okay. Yeah, but I feel like they could have done way more. Like, why not go the seventy eight hundred route? It's probably like, only I... going to be like forty bucks. No, it's not. Yes, it you... is. No, dude, it's going to be like eighty to a hundred. Wrong, because they've already gotten the uh, the NES. Uh, it's the NES. Har- it's hardware based. It's not emulation based. Uh, it's called the Retron One HD, seven twenty p NES without emulation, so it it looks and sounds as it's supposed to be. Properly upscaled, thirty and uh, forty nine ninety nine. Well, 
We shall see. I mean, they're still selling the fucking like the the Game Gear adapter for the Retron Five at sixty. Yeah, but that's a three and one. Hmm. Because it yeah. also it it does also the um the cards uh, and Game Gear yeah. Master System exactly. It's... I don't know. I I've been slightly tepid as well uh, on Hyperkin, so we'll mm. see. Um, well, but the nah, fact, man. the fact that they're they're moving towards hardware rather than just like system on chip. That's a that's a big step. That is a big step. I just you know let's hope they're they're able to follow through in terms of uh, again product assurance isn't exactly their strong suit either. Fair um, but uh, considering like fucking Microsoft, I mean, yeah, they they had Sea of Thieves, another Forza, which you know that looked great, and I want to say Sea of Thieves, you know, for the shit that I was giving it earlier, that was what they were showing was running on an Xbox One X, was it not? Uh, I, I want yeah, to say, but then again, I would assume, it, yeah, it may have been Windows. I'm not really sure. Is anyone, um, anyone else out there a little unnerved that a lot of the games that were being shown uh, were being listed? Like, you know the, how it came up with all the systems that were support, uh, like that it was available on? It was both PS4, PS4 Pro, and Xbox One, Xbox One X. Did you notice that? Yeah, and that? see, that's a little... That's and unnerving. See, that again, well, it is they'll because... probably do the same thing they did with the Pro and having Pro features or Pro support on the game. They'll probably have an Xbox One X support or xbox one x features it'll still be the same game they'll have like additional you know bells and whistles for that specific version i feel like oh no doubt it changes the game but like gives it like yeah like more you know patches or updates or something that kind of make it better for that platform i feel like part of that might be marketing speak as well like how uh like the press releases will always say like microsoft's home like all-in-one home entertainment system xbox one or whatever um i I don't. Maybe they have to distinguish the brands that the different like console iterations that it's on, even when they're like mid console or mid generation updates or something weird like that. But because it feels maybe, like they want the to treat it as a different it. system, but it's really not. But they want to treat it yeah. as such. Yeah. yeah. I think there will come a time, though, sooner rather than late, like much sooner than they seem to think, even that games will be only available on the more powerful hardware. I mean, you know, it's something that Nintendo's already been doing with the new 3DS anyway. Yeah. So it's not. It's mm-hmm. nowhere near out of the realm Microsoft of possibility. Microsoft is saying right? they won't do that, but I mean, that doesn't mean but, anything at all. <laughs> but heavy, it's like, heavy air quotes, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like so with 3DS having only certain games on the new 3DS, and if no one's made a big... There's so far only been two. one. No, two. Well, okay. Uh, Runbo so so technically, maybe just one with Xenoblade, but you can't even try to play Hyrule Warriors on a regular 3DS. No, no, no. There's there's oh, another can't. one. It's called Rumbo Pocket. It just came out like last oh. week. Yeah. But I feel like if, huh. if they get away with that scot-free and, like, no one makes a big hubbub about it, then Microsoft might be willing to do the same thing. Like, they'll do it and test the waters to see if they get away with it. If they do and no one really calls them out on it, they'll just keep on doing it. Just a matter of time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really eager to see how, like, these mid-generation updates are going to affect the next console generation or the PS5s or the Xbox 2s or whatever the hell they're going to call them. I don't know. It's a weird, like, stepping stone getting it closer to, like, how PCs work, where it's just, like, instead of upgrading the entire thing, you just upgrade, like, a certain aspect of it. Mm-hmm. But eventually, there's got to be some kind of distinction as they move towards the next generation. It's interesting how they're going to manage that. But I just feel, I feel like I you're mean, still going to buy another exactly... system entirely. I wish there was a way you could just add on parts and just upgrade like you can with almost every other kind of electronic device. Like, well, okay, not not so much. Maybe phones is the only thing you can't really do that with. And that's kind of what they're doing now with the game systems. They're becoming the phones 
uh, of that market where it's like it'll play the same games, but they're probably going to perform better on the newer hardware. Mm-hmm. Like you're buying the iPhone 7 or you're buying the Android, you know, the, the Samsung Galaxy S8. Like you're buying the newer phone. It'll use all the same stuff, but you want that newer thing. And I think that's what they're doing with systems now. Whereas I feel like the direction they should have been going in was having a base and then adding on to that base. But I, I don't know if that technology is available. That, doesn't really. sound, that just sounds that just sounds convenient for the consumer and not lucrative. Fair enough, yeah. So th- I, th- I, Therefore, it's yeah. not going to happen. <laughs> Plus, I don't know. It's weird because in in the within the diagram of video games, the, the term add-on uh, doesn't exactly have, like, I, I still feel like there's it's a not, stigma yeah, surrounding it. And even then, mm-hmm. right. And I don't know, the half-steps, because, like, if you look at the Wii U, that's a super half-step. And as, like, much of a failure as it was, it uh, kind of paved the way for the Switch. Mm-hmm. And and even then, like, the Switch is a, a departure. Whereas where I think, um, you know, PlayStation 4 and, and Xbox One have kind of have uh, already, I mean, they've been, they've been here since 2013. Um, so with, with 2013, we're going on four years. Um, there, there, there's kind of a, there's kind of a stopgap that we've all been fearing that may have been hit. And like at this point, it, it just, to, it, to kind of flesh it out, you kind of need to go beyond like the enhancements as, as Sarah was saying, like, there's only so much you can enhance to where it, it's even distinguishable by like, like I don't know. I I feel like at this point we're almost limited biologically. I know that might sound a bit mm. extreme, but like, well, that's just it. I, There's definitely a glass ceiling there, right? Yeah, it it's it's I don't know. The whole thing is a bit strange, but I think the pricing structure, uh, not reflecting that that sort of weird um. I don't know the, the the weird vibe surrounding it is a, a bit of a miss and an oversight uh, by everyone. And hopefully, I don't know, 4K TVs have become more affordable. But I, I, you know, I kind of don't. I don't want to adopt something like a phone has weirdly become like something that like I can adopt, being as expensive as it is, because I can subsidize it within installments that like require a contractual agreement through a fucking carrier and like dude nobody likes that system um i i really wouldn't want that to spill over into my game space but it's a little better up here actually for the phone thing oh yeah i don't i don't know man that's that's something i don't think we've really caught on with but uh, you've got better data plans though Uh yeah, I mean again that that we'll, one day we'll have to we'll we'll do a little, little contrast. Um, mm. there were quite a few games. Uh, I the ID program was probably the coolest it's ever been, but there was also some controversy. I don't really want to get too much into it just for the sake of time. Um, though it's kind of a bummer that you see something like the last night and then you kind of see where it's coming from, and like you kind of find yourself at odds ends of like whether or not you even give it the, the timeshare it would need just because you don't, you want to avoid supporting uh, some of the awfulness that, that kind of comes from that. But there is a uh, quite a few other games. Um, dude, crackdown three. Yep. I don't think uh, anybody really saw that. I'm coming. excited. I really am. I was not really, I didn't care one way or the other if that game was going to come out. And then I saw Terry Cruz was in it. <laughs> And I love Brooklyn Nine Nine. I love Terry Crews, so I'm on board. Like, uh, just for that reason alone, I'll buy the game. I will buy the game based on the guy that does the commercials for it. But 
that being said, that game sounds like it's going to be super cool because it has like a lot of the developers from like Red Faction Guerrilla. It's got developers from Saints Row the Third. Like it seems like it has a pretty good like established group of people making it. Like I'm really excited about that game. Yeah, and it what what's weird is that um I don't know, Crackdown has always been like the weird like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory kind of deal to where like it's always been used as like the Trojan horse to fucking promote like another Microsoft uh, uh, beta, property. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like either that or yeah, or multiplayer like access for an another game and like I feel like this is Microsoft finally like taking the reins and it like what's weird is that you would think that they would do that within a, like kind of a subpar game, but like both Crackdowns are like very good and very underrated. So I, I don't know. I I found that really weird. Also, you know, I I, I do want to move away from the Xbox One X because I feel like we said everything we can say about it. But like, dude, it's coming out fucking November seventh. Like that's so that's so around the corner, too. I don't I don't know. It's so weird. Just. The fact that like we have that around the corner, and yet we spent a, a large majority of the time talking about the fucking SNES classic. Um, there was one thing that we, speaking of nostalgia, that I totally forgot to mention. Um, dude, original Xbox games are apparently going to be playable. Mm-hmm. Uh, on, and I don't know if that's exclusive to the One X. Oh God, I hope um, not. That'd be bad. Or you know what? I'll, I'll bet bad. you. I'll bet you it will be though, because uh, I, I don't know. It sounds to me as if there could be like emulation problems otherwise right yeah and see like that's the thing that like um that's the thing that sony's kind of run into some obstacles with as far as like what they try to do with psn now and and just like i don't know the pricing structure sucked for any of the like digital re-releases they've done with playstation 2 but yeah microsoft totally saw that fucking ball they dropped and went running with it but you know, as exciting as it sounds, there's literally, like, fucking no news other than that. Oh, yeah, dude, Crimson Skies. That's going to be the first game. And it's going to be so it's dope. Good, you guys yeah. just wait. It's a good game to, to start with. So though. the big it's question, like... if you're going to be, if you're using original, I'm assuming you can just use your old discs, right? That's the whole idea behind sounds it. Sounds like it. Mm-hmm. And see, the, yeah, that's the thing. It's implied. There's been no, mm. like like, concrete, like, I don't know if it's going to... Uh, essentially a lot because like there's already limited 360 support like right with the xbox one and i feel like they've actually even stopped doing the physical stuff and just like they're carrying over everything more because uh, digitally than they are physically really what i what i'm well what i'm most interested about here is whether or not like games from like other regions could be played like Mm. current games are very much doubt that but like older games are region locked, and I would love to play me some Metal Wolf Chaos. So, oh yeah, where the president's you know. in the mech suit. Yeah. Yes. Like I'm still considering like importing a Jap- <laughs> like a friggin' Japanese original Xbox just, just, just to, to play, play that yeah. game. I'll I'll drop the two hundred bucks on that game. I will. Hmm. Well, see that okay? That game's already two hundred bucks just to play in the U.S. Though, yeah, or did that never come out to the U.S.? Never came out in the U.S. That's the thing. But oh, here's the here's know. the catch. It's all in English. Yeah. Dude, dude's rocking an American flag behind him on the cover. Like, should have yep. been here. He punches a galaxy transport plane in half. I would like to see that dude. game being remade by the guys that made Asura's Wrath. 
Oh, yes. <laughs> just, something about that just sounds <laughs> like it'd be awesome. great. Uh, <laughs> yes. Ah, oh, man. I still have such a love-hate relationship with that fucking Sarah's game. Wrath. Yeah. It, I just I don't appreciate something that makes me have to fucking purchase downloadable content to get the full experience. Right. Like, like well, downloadable content should be um, additional. Uh, but anyway, yeah, adi- yeah, yeah, not required. Exactly. Um, I think this was definitely the year of the bear. God. Uh, fucking Metro Exodus. That that uh, what was okay. I, I don't have a lot to say about it, but I will say that that is everything that I wanted fucking Fallout 4 to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and again, that was more of a Sizzler, a sizzler trail, uh, trailer. So, like, I I don't know. I don't, I don't really know what sort of impression to, like, concretely make on it until I do see gameplay, but it looks interesting. I can only hope. And then, weirdly enough, they just kind of threw the Darwin Project out of nowhere, um, which was, I don't know. I didn't even know Shoutcaster was a uh, fucking thing until that conference. Presentation. Like, I was expecting someone to drop really kick him was. off that stand he was on. I was like, what are you doing? Stop it. Apparently, it's a very it's a very lucrative fucking, like, means of... I mean, uh, you guys see me. I'm about as esports. It's big in the I'm esports I'm about as esports scene. as they get. Like, you guys know. You guys know yeah, I'm wearing dude. my gunner glasses. I'm drinking my G Fuel. I'm esports through and through. <laughs> Even that annoyed me. Uh, uh super damn. upset. See, and here's the thing too, like I don't think anybody I don't know if I didn't realize this, but like apparently Cuphead's fucking exclusive to the one. I did not I would fucking know that. hope so by now. What? Every it's been, oh, it's been okay. at three different conferences and it's still not out. I would hope by now that we would realize that yeah, it's gonna be exclusive. Yeah, it's uh, well, like, also it on got a PC date. as well. Yeah, like, Windows. It's coming yeah, out to PC sure. Too. So if you've I mean, got a computer, it... you're not in the dark. Like three pillars, man. Switch, PS4, PC. You're good to go. <laughs> just, just oh, oh, yeah, omit, omit Xbox other... altogether. <laughs> yeah, pretty yeah, much. Sure. I mean, they lost um, exclusivity to Raiden Five. That's coming to PS4 like in August. Yeah, that whole dude. That whole landscape is still a bit weird, but it's so it's just strange to me that a lot of people don't even know that that's exclusive. Like it, it hasn't really been emphasized. Um, there was also like some other ID. Like I don't know. I think I'm I'm always in the um, I'm the outlier here, but uh, the sequel to Ori is coming out with Ori and the Will of the Wisp, and I did not care for Ori in the Blind Forest at all. I totally thought that was a lazy ass Metroidvania game. Um, but I, there there's I thought a... you enjoyed that one. No, I was, eh, it was all right. I mean, it's very pretty. It's pretty. It is uh, a chore to play, which I'm not a fan. And speaking of Metroidvania, but, you know, we don't want to skip too far ahead. Um, let's go, Let's cover Sony while we can. Welcome. Good evening and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, fans and friends. This is, the, this is your 2017 PlayStation Showcase. Thank you for coming tonight. <laughs> Naughty Dog Gorilla Ben out of control. I thought this opening was completely uh, insane and uh, because I had to walk under zombies to get on the stage. I don't now. I don't know. I don't say that Sony was the big fart noise of, of the event, but yeah, there was it was weird, man. Like, I don't know if and like, okay, so I know recently like it's been really ho- cool to hate on David Cage and like I forgive me, I'm not exactly like I'm not at the forefront, and keep in mind, like, this is the dude that hated Heavy Rain before Move Controls came out and, like, fixed it. 
Um, but apparently, like, okay, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't Detroit about like a fucking cop who was also an so android? Think, Did they just get I rid think of David that? David Cage is going to be David Cage, and he's going to do like the three story arc, like he has done for like every game he's released in the past twenty years. Yeah, but I, I'm a David Cage yeah. apologist, like just to get that out in the open. I enjoy those games. But... I, you know, I do too to an extent. I I feel like when when they're like meant to like when they function the way they fucking should, but at the same time, like I liked Beyond, and like I don't know, I, I think that one's like caused the least amount of, uh, I don't know, just it's caused the least amount of negativity. Like either well, but I also feel like that's partly because that's the one that got the least amount of play. Um, like that one kind of just dropped at the end of the PlayStation 3's lifespan. Um, but I I did enjoy it for as weird mm-hmm. as it fucking was. I don't know. I just I think while he's uh, David Cage may have inspired like certain like play styles, I think there are so many other better choices out there that may have refined uh what he's trying to do. Until Dawn's really good. Uh I... Yeah, Until Dawn is still like I don't know. That game is way better than it has any it's, right uh, to free be. It's for plus members it... this mm-hmm. month just throwing it out there. If no one has it yet. Yeah, plus like that that sequel that's coming out that's like a weird prequel. Um, the inpatient that looked very interesting. Yeah, Alyssa was mentioning earlier that if the the conference weirdly felt more like trailers than showcases, uh, Sony was definitely very guilty of this. Like literally everything was just a trailer. I don't think there was there was hardly anything played, uh, on stage. Like, um, I want to say what was uh, they they have like another zombie shooter days to come. Days gone. I days believe. gone. Yeah. Days yeah. gone. Thank you. Yeah, which. I think was the only thing that really got some like gameplay share space along with Spider-Man, which Spider-Man looks impressive, but at the same time, like I, I don't know. It has a very, has a very familiar look to it. God of war. I'm, I'm very interested to see how they go about with that And like, okay. So this is something that like kind of throws me off. Like is David Jaffe, like has he kind of like just relinquished all, all sort of rights? Like, is it just Santa Monica that like just does yeah, God of War now? Yeah, I think so. I think it's just like that, that them as a developer are probably in charge of that. I don't think he has any kind of ties to it. I wouldn't think so. I know. Cause, cause, cause I, I, I would kind of like hope so. Because... Like Twisted Metal, like it's just like, eh, he's not around for that either anymore. You know, like, he just kind of tries to reboot stuff, and then it doesn't really work out, and then he just kind of leaves it all together. Yeah, because like, dude, I don't, I don't know. He's he's not exactly in, uh, he's he's not exactly in the in the in the most um. It's, that 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 drawn yeah, to death is kind of still yeah, left a bad it, taste he hasn't in my mouth. Record recently. Hmm. No, um, but. I, I do want to say that going back to God of War, um, I, I do appreciate that they had more to show, but a lot of it, all, a lot of everything we saw over at um, Sony was just sizzle trailers, but a lot of it was also stuff that we already knew. And it was weird. There's so many weird choices for omissions, especially when you consider that like the Final Fantasy VII remake, while Square did drop, hey, it's going to be delayed, which we can kind of anticipate. And then not only that, I I want to say they they moved develop they they shifted like a development priority on it. And I can't remember if they were developing it in house and then they moved it over to someone else or it was vice, vice versa. versa. It was um, what team was doing that? I think it was 
Warcraft. I want to say it's not platinum, but it's like it's like a kind of well-known developer that was handling it. And then, yeah, it got taken from them, and now it's going to be internal. Which I don't know how long that's going to take to deliver, considering 15 uh, making the appearance that it did. But, like, just little weird omissions like that. And, like, I don't know, man. I, I'm i big on the Ueda games, but, like, another Shadow of the Colossus, like, for a third... I don't know if I can play it a third time. I don't, like... I know Sarah was kind of poking fun at me earlier. I'm like, dude, then don't. But like, I kind of, I don't know. Oh. I would, I would like to see if there's been actually any, any sort of, I don't know. We're gonna butt heads because at the end of the day, me and him have a very different um, opinion on the Last Guardian, and I really feel like there, there needs to be, there's a very, there's a much needed overhaul on just the design of those games or just an evolution that's very much needed, uh, and I. I think like Shadow of the Colossus out of all of those games has the most polish, but I don't know exactly what they can improve upon that they haven't already done in the last re-release, which was just an upscale. I mean, we all know it, but like, fuck man, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I'm not compelled to visit that world again. So, uh, aside from that, I mean, is there anything else that really stood out to you guys? Sony just real quick. Um, so no, it was cyber connect Two that was in charge of that remake originally that. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh oh oh there was that one thing what was it called um mm, it had the mouse the the, the VR uh, game super something uh, with the no it was, it was a single it was a single word uh, mouse Maybe oh no no yeah I know what you're talking about hold on look it up uh, moss but I thought moss? that was a VR only game though yeah it was it? moss. That's a VR yeah. only game. So, yeah. so it's like automatically which I don't was, consider it. <laughs> which was disappoint. I mean, I'm not paying five hundred dollars no. for that. No. Um, I, I was really surprised there was a lack of uh, Last of Us Two information. I really thought they would maybe kind of at least touch base with that again, just to get people more excited about it. Um, I think yeah, that was a very that was the big thing that I think everybody. Was we know it's a thing of, now, like, so why not expecting. try to like you know touch on it a little bit more, but. You know, if they're waiting for the right time and they don't want to overshadow the stuff that's currently coming out for that console, then I understand it. It's just that I personally would not have wanted them to do a sequel to Last of Us as much as I appreciate that game. But now that they are going to, I might as well enjoy it and, and get excited about it. And so lack of any kind of information about it is kind of surprising. Also, uh, no it's, Death it's Stranding. A- I was really surprised, which I know they came out and said they weren't going to do anything anyways, Kojima wasn't going to show anything, but I'm just really surprised that like Sony has two big system sellers on their hands and they're not doing anything with them. Well, I think they're hinging a lot on like uncharted, like the lost legacy, which uh, to my understanding, I totally thought that was going to be DLC, but it looks like it's going to be a full fledged game. If you have the season pass, you still get it. Is what I understood. Yeah. Which is, yeah, I see, like, that's weird, because it, 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 it feels like it's a full-fledged fucking game, like a full-fledged sequel, but I don't know. Um, I've, the, the, whole, the, communi- the whole communication on that is, is very dicey. Uh, Undertale, which, you know, I, I, it's very strange that the, even the Vita copy uh, was a thing that was mentioned. But yeah, other than that, Days Gone. Uh, Monster Hunter World, I, I, if you can make a good Monster Hunter game, maybe I'll give a shit, but... I, I don't know. It's it's weird that 
Because to my understanding, I thought Capcom was making Monster Hunter like they they were strictly keeping it on Nintendo for a while between 3DS and Nintendo hardware, and I think that well, just didn't work out for them. Probably here in the states, because I I could have sworn that they had Monster Hunter games in Japan coming out for other consoles. I thought that was just like a Nintendo America thing. Yeah, yeah, and that probably. Didn't, yeah, and I don't think that panned out for uh, either party very well. Um. And then, uh, uh, yeah, dude, like, the whole conference, now that I'm thinking back, was really just trailers, like, nonstop. Uh, and even then, like, there were some gameplay trailers, but, like, there was nobody on stage playing it. It was all, like, it was it was just a very, it was a presentation-ass presentation. Like, I don't think there was any really, um, any, any, any real demonstrations of uh, anything to come. And, like, very, also weirdly ambiguous about, like, all the dates, but... Um, I don't know. I don't think I was as disappointed as everybody else, like, imagine. I think, yeah, the, the, like, all the other, like, lack of, um, like, all the other things that were missing were, like, kind of a, a kick to the teeth, but, like, I, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, I, I kind of feel like at this point, just the, the fact that, like, uh, I, I feel like Sony kind of did that, like, I, I almost anticipated this, and the reason why is because like Sony already put a lot of that fanfare into PlayStation Experience, like which I don't think anybody's really taking that into account. Like they 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 sort of already like showed off everything. Like imagine if the PlayStation Experience wasn't a thing. Like let's pretend for a second like we didn't know about Last of Us Two and that we didn't know about Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite or anything of that nature. All of that would have been revealed at this E3 show, and then everybody would be singing a completely different tune. So it's it's again it it just goes in back to the bloat and and just a matter of timing, but now with that out of the way, I don't know if anybody else had anything to say about. Well, also, weirdly enough, no, like I don't even think Sony reacted to the Xbox One X. They were just like, yeah, well, we still got the PS4 Pro, so fuck yeah. I I felt like Microsoft was just really strong arming. Oh no no no, Sony needs to be worried. They oh dude, you guys you guys don't even know this is gonna be a thing. So. I don't know the like that kind of just threw me off there. Uh, I I it just it makes me feel like nobody's really got a plan with that. They 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 everybody's just sort of content with the existing hardware. But anyway, um, I digress. Uh, Nintendo. Who wants to talk about Nintendo to finish this fucking bad boy off? An exploration. Close your focus and open your mind. Yes, the journey requires the right ticket. And that ticket is Nintendo Switch. But in the end, it's not just where you can take your game. It's where your game can take you. So let's go. No Animal Crossing. Mm. Damn, wow. Dude, I wanted to finish this off on a positive note. <laughs> I'm here to ruin your night. Yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry, Right? <laughs> Damn, dude. Okay, I fucking, like... Cool, like I don't know, like we got Mitomo. Mitomo ain't holding you over. <laughs> like shit. We got that shit downloaded on your <laughs> fucking <laughs> phone, man. Let's go. I, I need to get. I need to. Yeah, like crane games. I haven't booted up Mitomo. Let's do surveys. Let's talk about games. like you know what our favorite. Fuck yeah, dude. Pachinko. Anyway, um, let's let's just play, yeah, let's just play pachinko and get pants <laughs> that we'll never wear and mortgage. spend five real world dollars. Or put some like really awkward piece of furniture or poster art uh, in our room that nobody really cared to visit anymore. Um, yeah, dude, 
Nintendo didn't have a whole lot going on. I don't know. It, it was weird because I think everything was literally just overshadowed by Super Mario Odyssey. But I'm very curious because um, I remember early in the year, and again, going back to our open world episode, uh, Sarah, I believe you said that you weren't very confident that a Mario game could be done with an open world structure. Um, is, is Odyssey or anything that you've seen in Odyssey kind oh, of no, no. you know, change your mind on that? I didn't say that it couldn't be done with an open world. Uh, I, what I said was I, I wasn't keen on the design of the real world-esque uh, sections to it. Like It didn't feel very Mario. But I mean, watching what they were doing with all the cool like transformations and like that 3D to 2D sort of mechanic, which I guess was uh, was in like Link Between Worlds, I think, right? Something similar yeah. to that, yeah. I mean, it works. It looks like it works really well, actually. It's it's definitely a Mario game, dude. You can be a frog, and then yeah. after you can be a frog, you can be a taxi cab. <laughs> a little stone dude <laughs> in the sunglasses. <laughs> Yeah, like I, in New I don't Dog know, City. and it, it's just like you know, we all talk about how like when when I just remember when Galaxy was a thing, and then we we all sat around a table very much like this with microphones in front of our faces, and we're like, you know, I I think Nintendo peaked with their weirdness here, and I don't know how much weirder they can really get, but like they 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 do what they can to kind of like design around that mechanic, and now with this whole thing and the fact that like. It's just weird nostalgia all around, just between the different Mario outfits. There's fucking Pauline is in this game. Pauline is in this game, and she's a mayor, and she sings sweet jazz. And like, I if that if that fucking theme song lands on iTunes, I'll probably buy it. I'm not gonna lie, I've been humming it, God knows how long. <laughs> um, I just I find it so weird that like, I don't know, like. I, I kind of been asking myself, like, where has this been from Nintendo in the last couple of years? But it's very refreshing to see them kind of take hold of that. But, like, there is, a, like, I don't know. There's quite a few other um, announcements. There is, uh, we've got Xenoblade Chronicles 2, which I, I don't know. I, you know, keeping in mind that, like, Xenoblade Chronicles wasn't even going to come out to the U.S. until, like, Operation Rainfall, like, became a thing. I, I'm happy to see that it's kind of gotten the um it's kind of gotten the place within their priorities that it has um one game that i think that nobody's talking about real quick uh, from nintendo's e3 that like i was actually kind of excited for um you mentioned hyrule warriors earlier and hyrule warriors is still a very underrated game uh the fire emblem warriors game why is nobody talking about that Mm. Just because they know it's a Dynasty it's Warriors kind style of, game, and I think people are just kind of are yeah. so easy to write those kinds of games off, even if it like yeah, I really I enjoyed, but there's, I think people knowing there's also been a there's also been a lot of them though, right? Like there was Hyrule Warriors, now there's Fire Emblem Warriors, and then there was like Dynasty Warriors, Samurai Warriors, mm-hmm. there was Arslan, the Warriors of Legend, and I know there's like two or three more. I'm that just waiting for that Phoenix Wright. I'm Warriors. not thinking of like right Phoenix now. Phoenix Wright Warriors. Professor Layton Warriors, let's go. Yeah, dude, let's get it. Let's get that, go- dude. Hey, man, they've already had their crossover once. Yeah. Why not? Why not fucking mix it up? Get it even I'm, dirtier. I'm, but all oh, that is just though. within like two years. I'm more years, excited right? about those like, amiibos. I, I honestly, games to me are secondary to the amiibos that they support. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, dude, and the Metroid one was oh. actually great. But yeah, let's let's Metroid talk about squishy. that. Um. 
Metroid 2, we finally kind of see the, you know, what was at the end of that rabbit hole that everybody was criticizing Nintendo for. Um, cause it, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not exactly keen on, uh, Mercury Stream developing it. And, and keep in mind, I like the Lords of Shadow games. I, I actually, like, I do. I hated their DS game. Like, Mirrors of Fate was like, and then we even, like, we reviewed the HD remake. Uh, of that game, which that heavy ass air quotes, like fucking like air quotes that could fucking fall apart within the weight of their own uh, airy um, whatever. Anyway, I, I don't know that goof. Air went quotes on so air quotes so heavy that if they fell to earth, it would be like uh, like the Evangelion thing that destroyed the earth. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, I forget anyway, what that was called, um, but uh, yeah, that. The 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 staff of long see second impact <laughs> yeah there you go Christ all right put her weeb away um yeah I I'm not entirely confident that like they're like I feel like this is the uh, the second coming of other M and like I still try to find it in in my like heart to play through other M and give it a shot and I like and I come away like being completely unable to do it and i and i feel like with like a property that's kind of like been in the dark and then got some like a weird offshoot game and then like finally has like a proper entry like also weird enough so retro studios is not doing metroid prime 4 that was another thing that i feel like people gloss over i think just like just the fandom like just the like not being able to ground ourselves to the expectations of, of what this could mean. And just the excitement of hearing the, the, the words Metro prime four uh, kind of made everybody like overlook the fact that retro studios, like, like said, Oh yeah, it, it's not us. Did Nintendo ever really like, did they confirm who is actually doing it? Which one? Cause like Metro prime four. Uh... Not that I know. I know that the 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 remake the 3DS one's supposed to be like Mercury Stream, right? Okay. Yeah. I uh, yeah, I have no idea. Wouldn't it be well, is retro a thing? Well, no, yeah, the last couple things that Retro's worked on were the Donkey Kong Country Return They're not really games. Doing anything right now. I don't know why they why it couldn't be them, but yeah, I don't know. But they've denied, oh, they've, they've, they've said they're not that. developing oh. it. Yeah. Hmm. That is it is just weird. It's just it's in development. Um, I'm trying to. I, I don't know. Apparently, like the original Japanese director or producer, uh, Kintsugi Tanabe, he's still involved, but they're kind of tight-lipped on that. Um, and uh, there are some people from Retro Studios that still like worked on it that are still overseeing it. It that, that whole thing is still weird. Uh, either way, it's still got that dude and and all we've got is a logo. <laughs> So I'm kind of I I don't know I kind of have bated breath on that. Um, but dude, Mario Odyssey and like it, it, Mario Odyssey is coming out in October, yeah, you guys. That's, oh. that's gonna actually be a very fucking yep, busy day. Up. That's a system seller, man. I uh, Assassin's Creed Origins. They're oh, they're gonna move around day. some stuff before then. I'm almost sure of it. Wolfenstein, I think, was out then too. Yeah. Yes, Yeesh. Wolfenstein October's is the other game the coming out November. that same day. Well, I mean, you mentioned System Seller from that point. Where you get like, let's let's close out final thoughts and what arguably probably was the best thing out of E three twenty seventeen for sure. Um, well, I mean, I feel like this is kind of a weird year um, for like just Nintendo and just for like 
the haters. Like I I know I mean Sarah has never been a big like a big supporter of newer consoles like but he's totally on board with the Switch. Like I didn't think we'd see that this year. I did not think that we would see someone like Sarah be excited about a new Nintendo console and he's he's more on board than I think anyone here on the show. If I might say so, if I might That's say true. so, like you're you're super into the hardware. There's there's a good chance. Like I've streamed Switch many times now every Friday. Uh, and I mean, I've got like 20 games on and, it already. Like, you know, for someone like myself who I like Nintendo, I've never been like the biggest fan, but I've always kind of been into their stuff. But to see Sarah, someone that just has been kind of burned on what they've done in the past to see him kind of coming around doing a 180 it, it's kind of it's it, it's exciting you know to see people being really on board with Nintendo hardware and games and being excited about new announcements like it's very exciting to see a lot of people kind of going back to them um you know i i don't want to be the 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 naysayer that says well you know they'll they'll screw it up somehow i i don't want that i want nintendo to flourish i want gamers to be excited and be happy about what they have available to them so it's just it's nice to see that happening right now. Like I'm I'm really happy that they're successful and they're doing so well. And I think Mario is just kind of like that is the the kind of like the culmination of all that. Like Mario just seems like it's fun and weird and and just like I don't know, it just seems like something not Nintendo. It really does. To me it seems like it's Nintendo, but it's also not Nintendo all at the same time. It's really weird. But that's just kind of how it feels to me, and that's um, I'm, that's why I'm so excited about it. It's them taking some chances, doing some weird things, but it, all, it still kind of still captures what you love about Nintendo's properties. Um, just kind of crazy. It's even a thing. I, 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 hopefully we will get to see them do more. But I have a weird feeling that they're going to go more non Nintendo with it, and they might actually even unveil like a season pass with it. I mean, the Breath of the Wild season pass so far from what the details they have. And, like, that's coming out uh, next mm, week. The first part. I want to say. Or, no, it's at the end yeah, of this end week. Yeah, June for the first part, I think. Yeah, I I don't really know how they'll go about it. But so far, they're riding strong with the Switch. It, it I think it's weird, though. That I feel like the DS has kind of gotten a back, been put on the back burner. Because, like, there's the new Pikmin game. And then there's, like, a couple other ones. But, like, yeah, I feel hey, like... Pikmin, yeah. You don't like Pikmin? No, I said uh, Hey Pikmin. That's the one that's coming out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I'm just I, I just like oh, I hate, hate it. Um, yeah, that I don't know if it's gonna be like Nintendo's take on Lemmings, but like we'll see. Hmm. Um, but I I don't know, man. I I would have to say that this year is weirdly like it's it's been a weird year for Nintendo, but it's I I don't think anybody's ever been so excited about a Nintendo console so early in its first year since the Wii. Like, we're talking the original Wii. Um, so, I don't know. E3, E3 was, uh, it was a thing. Um, it, it, like, I don't know. Like, I don't think, uh, I guess that whole, like, oh, who won? I mean, sure, we all did. But at the same time, like, I think I'm going to leave off with saying there's plenty to smile about. But this year seemed like the year of fatigue. The year of the dab. The dab So. Yeah, <laughs> I I don't really know how to uh really approach it otherwise. So I don't know. You guys should all uh, tell us what you think. But until then, I think it's uh I think it's safe to say episode cool. end. I'll take it. 
So this has been episode 104 of Press Pause Radio. You can find us on our website at PressPauseRadio.com as well as also on iTunes. And we also are on Stitcher. Uh, we also are on SoundCloud and uh, our entire library of episodes should uh, soon be available on SoundCloud. That is still a work in progress uh, and currently still working to see if we can get access to Spotify. You can also find uh, Play Play videos and other video features with new video content that will be sure to come at our YouTube at YouTube.com slash the PPR broadcast as well as uh, Twitch.com slash PressPauseRadio where we're also going to be scheduling uh, some cool Twitch streams that we're working out. And we are working on a special Play Play uh, project with the Super NES Classic in terms of uh, getting you guys excited about all the fucking top-tier masterpieces that will be bundled in this overpriced, probably never going to see it in your fucking life, uh, mm-hmm. nostalgic little uh, add-in, plug-in, fucking cool thingamajig. So get ready to um, want what you really can't have. Exactly, and we're going to be there to fucking rub the salt in all of our noses because, uh, I mean, it's going to be hard on us too, y'all. Um we are also, uh, we've got a Steam page that we're going to try to put some more effort into curating for the Steam Summer Sale. Uh, so to keep that in mind, we've got some reviews uh, around the corner uh, that you guys should definitely come in and check out. Uh, I mean, some there's some summer doldrums, but I mean, there's still plenty of, uh, plenty of games that I think a lot of people kind of overlooked or didn't get to check out. Uh, like games like Flint Hook or Sheeness, which weirdly... Uh, I didn't think. And then, yeah, Valkyrie Revolution, uh, that review will also be out this week, uh, among others. Uh, there's also something else that you could find at Press Pause Radio. Take it, sir. You can find new episodes of Bullet Heaven on Press Pause Radio. We're all the way up to episode 176 with 177 just around the corner. Uh, in addition to that, uh, kind of some sad news. We have discontinued Crate Day. So the final episode has actually just gone live, which should go, which should be on the uh, the site by the time you hear this. Uh, but the good news is, is that it's not totally gone. It's going to be folded into a new series called Mud Prince Unboxes, uh, which actually uh, the third installment of that is going to be going live fairly shortly as well. So be sure to uh, to join us for that. Game Quest is still a thing over on the YouTube channel. Um, and I'm, I'm only one title away from having every shoot 'em up ever produced physically for the PlayStation Portable. Um, and basically, I just have to grab myself a copy of Namco Museum Volume 2, and that is it. Dunion nice. Rings. And also, now, every when's that soundtrack coming out? I'm sorry, sure? I don't mean to jump in, in, but when's that soundtrack coming out? You said you have new music, and now I'm excited about it. Now I have now. Well, yeah, I've got uh, 11 tracks so far now um, with uh, a few more to go. It's probably going to come out uh, before Series 9 starts up in give October. Me, give me, Sarah. Give me it. it. <laughs> um, one final thing, of course, is that every single Friday over on my YouTube page uh, or the, the, the YouTube gaming page, so that'd be gaming.youtube.com slash Saraxer. Uh, we do the Mud Prince Mega Stream from 10 p.m. Atlantic, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific uh, for about two to three hours. And we do the same thing on Saturdays over on Twitch as well, twitch.tv slash All kinds of uh, gaming goodness to be had. We usually stream around three games, although this week uh, is going to be something truly special. So if uh, this is out before the 30th of June, be sure to, to come on over. We've got a, a great show uh, lined up with... Um, with support from Limited Run Games, Dejica Games, and us. Lots of giveaways, community building, and so forth. So if you like your shmups, come on over. 
Damn, dude. And there you have it. We're also going to come up with some other, uh, some cool limelights as uh, limelight's kind of taken, um, it's kind of taken a break, but there's some other fucking game. Now that I've got, like, my life kind of back in order, I finally finished inventory, I think uh, there's going to be some cool fucking um, titles that we can stream from the Press Pause Radio Library that I'm kind of excited to bring. And uh, there's some other editorials that I want to touch upon. Until then, um, also, and we, I think we're finally getting some plans out of the way for Extra Life, so we will indeed be participating in Extra Life this year. So I think that's pretty much it. Until then, uh, we'll have another new episode out fucking where we will most likely be doing something cool for the anniversary among some other things. Until then, this is Georgia Boys X. It's really late and hot and, well, you don't care. That's okay. Well, this is Toast, and uh, I always tell Georgie to stop wearing flannels and jorts. It's as hot out, but he doesn't listen. <laughs> and this is Sarah. Um, I've got to shoot the core on some of these video features. This is Alyssa, and I'm so close to going to sleep right now. Here we go, off the rails. Don't you know it's time to raise our sails? It's freedom like you never knew. Bags for a pass. Say the word, I'll be there in a flash. You could say my hat is off to you.